And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me, live on the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internet, all over mainstream media, social media, everywhere. And where do we start? The Uvalde uh, shooting mother, well, one of the mothers who ran into the building or ran toward the building, she spoke out to the mainstream media, and we'll talk about that. Also, there was a so-called, quote-unquote, pregnant woman out there in Kansas City, Kansas, who was shot by police, and that story was fishy from the very beginning. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, did you guys see... <laughs> The, the craziest the, the craziest story that I've seen or one of the craziest stories I've seen thus far is the farmer boss, the big farmer boss who got caught with a fake vax card. I mean, what kind of ridiculous nonsense is that? They say to us, hey, you big tinfoil hat wearers on the right, you guys should just go ahead and get the vax for your own good, all this, that, and the third. But yet, a pharmaceutical company founder not just a, a ceo like in the the founder had a fake vax card we'll talk about that in a minute also sheila jackson lee got some um interesting education about guns and magazines and whatnot live on the zoom call we'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of abl live and thank y'all for being here you guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet so i cannot do the show without you if you enjoy what you were hearing thus far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. This is also a podcast I'm recording live right now, and you can listen to it in an audio-only version on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether it be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple, iTunes, etc. Link for that will be in the description, or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live, and I should pop right on up. I know I'm late by like two minutes a day, but don't blame me. You already know who to blame. Blame the white man. That's right, because I'm not responsible. <laughs> uh, but seriously, shout out to my sponsors. That's a great transition, right? Blaming the white man. Then, hey, sponsors. Uh, but shout out to the sponsors. We have um, BHEdesigns.com. You guys always ask me, like, all the time. Hey, man, where do you get those flags that are behind you? Where can I get one of those? Can I get one just like that? Can I get a different one? Can I get it custom made? Of course, to all the above questions, go to bhedesigns.com. The link will always be in the description box. And as a matter of fact, any sponsor I talk about, anything I talk about as far as me and my sponsors, always look toward the description. It'll be there. If you're listening to me on the podcast, there should be some kind of description section there, and you could just click the links right there. Also, go to patriotpost.us, the best source of news and information anywhere on the internets. Their link is available also in the box. Go to my website, anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B. Don't get triggered by this, but the letter B, L-O-G-A-N.com. You can find an article for each video that I produce. And in the article, I will always have sources. Nobody can never say I made something up. Nobody can never say I didn't source it. Nobody can never say, hey, man, you don't have your facts right. You didn't fact check. I always fact check. And I implore you guys to fact check me. If you believe I'm wrong about something, then fact check me and let me know. You can send me an email, which is also on my website on the contact page. 
along with my email, that's my snail mail. So if you want to send me something physically, you can send it to my PO box. All that is on the contact page as along with my social media handles, my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff is right there on the website, anthonybelogan.com forward slash contact. Oh, and also ablmerch.com. That is A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H.com. You can find all the best hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more on my website, ablmerch.com. So we got quite a few things on deck. I'm not really sure where to begin. I got I got some videos for you guys that I've saved on Twitter. I got some stories for you guys, some things I've not spoken about yet in actual videos. But but there's there's quite a bit going on. Okay. I, I kind of want to start with this here. Um, it might be kind of hard to it, it might be kind of hard to I guess well it's not it's not hard to describe. I'll just go ahead and describe it because if you listen to audio only, you're not gonna be able to see what I'm talking about, obviously. But okay, so have you guys seen the protester at the French Open? So what's this like a tennis tournament? So there was a protester, like, I'm not really sure what you would call this person, right? Is this person a, um, like a live protester? I don't know what's going on, but anyway, this person attached themselves to the net at the French Open. And it looks like they are attached by their neck. Now, I don't know, you know, everybody got these gender pronouns. This is clearly a young lady right here, but... You never know nowadays. You got to pretty much check passports, birth certificates. You got to check your, you, you, I, need, I need a blood draw from you to see if you're pregnant or not. You understand what I'm saying? To see what's going on if you are a male or a female. And it's to the point now where if you ask someone if they're male or female, that's offensive. Okay, are, are you a boy or a girl? I'm offended. Call the police. But anyway, the shirt here says we have 1,028 days left. Now, I presume this is somebody that's a climate activist. Matter of fact, let's let's zoom in if we can. There is some kind of website right here. Um Dernier, I can't I can't really see what that says. Dernier renovation? That might just be a um a whole ad. Renovation? What you what you is, is this, it's an ad for um uh, <laughs> uh HGTV a uh, renovation company or is it a climate activist type situation? I can't tell what's going on nowadays. They kind of just blend everything together. I guess the best way to get your name out there is to do some ridiculous stunt like this rather than just paying for an ad like everybody else. Hey, you know what? I'm a renovation company. Um, I'm out here trying to um, build you a kitchen island. I'm trying to rebath your, your, your bathroom Rather than doing that, hey, let's just send this ridiculous nut job out there with a climate change T-shirt on and slap our logo on it. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, I digress. I blame stuff like this. This whole we have 1,028 days left on Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her ilk. Going on TV talking about, oh, we have just 12 years left. We got 10 years left. We got five years left if we don't act on climate change. Like, my, my thing is, where did you even get that number from? And it's the same number, not, not, the, not the exact same number, but the same thing they've been saying about the earth and climate change and whatnot since I've been around, since I've been a human being, since I've been in this world in the 80s. They were talking about that. 
global warming, global cooling, climate change, the ozone layer. It's always been something. People like Al Gore, but right in front of it. Al Gore has been the, the main guy talking about climate change this, climate change that, uh, global warming this, global cooling that. They keep changing what they are focusing on. They keep moving the goalposts constantly. And you sit in there wondering, okay, is it ever going to happen? Is it ever going to come through? And then when the, when the time actually passes, when the 1,028 days actually pass, and they don't have an explanation as to why it didn't happen, they want to just put you right back on the hamster wheel. Okay, we, we said that all the ice from the polar ice caps would melt in five years, and we said that in 1984. But but guess what, though? I know that didn't happen, And but but we have an existential crisis right now. That was how to use that word, existential. That sounds really dreadful, doesn't it? We have this existential crisis right now, and if we don't act, the world will end in 10 years, five years, two years, one year. Ridiculous stuff. Heaven's Gate type stuff, you know? Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't do nothing else. Just relax, and I think you'll be all right. I'm not saying that I'm an advocate for pollution because that's always, you know, the environmentalists, they always hit you with that. Oh, you want to just pollute the earth? Nah, I'm not saying I want to just dump toxic chemicals into drinking water. I'm not saying that, but at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and say that human beings are so above the the um the solar system above the sun moon and stars to just end planet earth in 10 years i don't think we can do that can we damage ourselves yes but are we going to just end the earth I, I don't i don't really understand it's just it's just really weird i'd be more concerned about food shortages and the food processing plants uh being burned up and uh gas Causing a problem. Have you guys seen gas lately? Like, okay, where I am in Tennessee, it's above four. It's like 440, something like that. And this was something unheard of. It was something unheard of years ago. $3 was just out of control. And I don't even mean like in the 90s or the early two. I'm talking about two years ago, this was unheard of. $4.40 for a gallon of gas, a gallon of regular, 87, 440. But see, to me, that's expensive. But to some people, that's very cheap. Speaking about California, let me see if I can find that particular. Oh, yeah, here we go. And it, this, this, this is from a few days ago, actually. This is from a few days ago. Here we have... Um, Somebody saying 545 here, 499 here. Now, you guys are saying some very high gas prices, but check this out. Now, uh, imagine you're paying $8 for a gallon of gas. $8. Hold on, let me get this right here. $8. Now, the funniest part about this particular picture right here. It's a real picture from Los Angeles, California, if you didn't know. But people say, oh, nobody goes to that gas station. That It doesn't really matter. Meanwhile, you're seeing gas stations all over L.A. talking about $6.99, $7.25. So if a gas station has gas for $6.99, is it really that much better than $8? 
I mean, it's still high regardless of what you eight dollars. Now, my question is, yeah, and diesel nine dollars and twenty cents. Now, this kind of stuff is going to impact the entire economy because how are you going to be able to get your food? How are you going to be able to get your 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 daily essentials? How are you going to be able to get from point A to point B? If you're driving to work or whatever it is, oh, jet fuel, all that's going to cost. So your, your airline tickets, your train tickets, public transport, every, your food, clothing, shelter, it's all going to go up. How are you going to transport housing materials? How are you going to be able to transport this, that, and the third? This is going to impact the entire economy, not just your gas budget, not just that, but everything else. This is a big factor in inflation. Now, I was told, somebody told me that, um, oh, well, the U.S. does not control the price of gas. Um, that's, it's, it's an international thing. Well, if the U.S. has no say-so on the price of gas, then why is gas $8 in a place like California, but four twenty-five in Tennessee? Obviously, the price of gas is more than just international um, pressure, international stuff. And also, let's not forget, um, we are a nation as well. We're part of the international community. So we have an impact on what's going on. We sure, we sure do. Yeah, and you know what? I think somebody said it. We're going to phase it out. Yeah, fossil fuels. You see, that's, that's probably the ultimate um, goal here. You're closing or you're, you're canceling Keystone XL. That was going to be 800,000 barrels. You're canceling new oil and gas leases, which will also increase the supply of gas worldwide, which will also impact the price. You're doing that probably to just make it unaffordable for the average person to be able to drive. But the problem is, even if that is the goal, and let's just say it works. Well, the problem is you're still going to have, you're also contributing to inflation because it's not just people that drive that have to pay the gas. I mean, people that drive from point like going to their job, it's not just normies in their Honda Civics or whatever. They have to pay higher gas prices. It's not just us. You're talking about truck drivers, um, airplanes, uh, you know, air, uh, airliners. They all got to pay this higher price. So all the things that they transport, all the flights that you take are going to go up in price as a result. So you're going to have a, a bigger burden on your pocket in all areas of your life, not just the car you drive. And the funniest thing I saw was when they had a Tesla on the side of the road being powered up by a gas generator. That was hilarious. And the thing about gas, the thing about electric vehicles is that they take a long time to charge. If you charge at your house overnight, it's like five hours or something like that. I mean, that's kind of crazy. A supercharger is like 45 minutes. I wouldn't be able to go to the gas station and um, I want to go to the gas station and fill up in five to 10 minutes tops. That's what I want to do. Five to 10 minutes tops. I'm, I'm in and out like a thief in the night. But if it's raining, they, they may have um, canopies like cover or whatever, but I don't feel comfortable. 
it's, it's kind of ridiculous. So I don't think technology is where it needs to be as of yet to call for all electric vehicles. Furthermore, a lot of the cars on the, on the market are older cars. I think they said like 50% of the cars on the street have like 200,000 miles on it or some kind of crazy number. It was a, it was a pretty big number of cars that have over 200,000 miles that are still on the road being driven today. Someone's like, all right, I'm, I'm 16 years old, right? If you could still buy a used car, I'm not sure if you can anymore with the way that the country's going. But let's say I'm 16 years old. My dad buys me a, a used car. It's, it's like maybe five to $10,000. I'm not sure how much it costs, like I said, because of the availability. Let's just say it's $5,000. Now, how am I going to be able to get into, the, into driving if I have to go straight to the electric vehicle? How am I going to do that? Like, not even just a hybrid, but electric, straight electric. Even if it's a hybrid, it's going to cost a lot of money. So what am I to do? Oh, hey, Reb GTO says, hey, ABO, I have an 18 Tundra. I get 14 miles a gallon on a good day. Uh, I know you're paying. Hey, man, that, that gas mileage, if I do all interstate miles, if I do all interstate miles, I'm getting 16 miles of the gallon on the Tundra. Okay, you're paying $125 to fill up on the Tundra right now in, in Tennessee. Like, I can imagine what you're paying. If you have a, if you have a Toyota Tundra or F-150 or a, a, a Dodge Ram, like a, if you got something like that, oh, you're paying $200 easy. You're paying $225, at least $200 to fill up your tank in California. So if you fill up once a week, $1,000 a month for gas or $800 a month for gas. Might as well be a thousand. That's how that's how it's gonna fill in your pocket. Not to mention the higher cost of living in California as a result of all the stuff we've got going on. California being California with the with, with the taxes and all that kind of other woke ridiculous stuff. It's a mess. Yeah, so shout out to all the Californians out there. I, I feel you guys' pain. I I, I promise I, I'm not mocking you. I'm being 100 percent serious. I feel your pain. Okay. Yeah, this did somebody say use a bicycle? Did, did Biden actually say use a bicycle? That's crazy. And and speaking to Biden, I have a video from him here because you guys are talking about things that he's been saying. So this video was pretty interesting. Um, he made this statement, I guess, during a press conference. I'm not really sure what was going on. He may have been um, just answering some questions, but you know, he he normally does not answer no questions. You know, he'll he'll say his two cents. And he'll move forward. He doesn't ever answer any questions. So I'm surprised he was even able to um, go up there and answer questions. But let's check this video out right here. And we can see what's going on. Hold on one second here. And then let's get some sound. That might work. Since I took office, families are carrying less debt. Their average savings are up. A recent survey from the Federal Reserve found that more Americans feel financially comfortable than any time since the survey began in 2013. So is, is that true? Do you guys believe that? Let's rewind. Be kind. Rewind one more time. No, no rapping. I'm just, that was, that was a freestyle. Since I took office, families are carrying less debt. Their average savings are up. A recent survey from the Federal Reserve found that more Americans feel financially comfortable than any time since the survey began in 2013. 
in 2013, I, I think that under the Trump administration, people felt a lot better about their finances. Like, I don't, how, how can you, how can you get on the stand and just lie like that? 2013. So you're talking about, you, you might as well have just said people feel better now with their finances than they did during Trump's administration. That's just totally false. That's totally false because just go on the street and do interviews with people and talk to them and say, hey, do you think things are going better now under Biden or under Trump? Regardless of how they feel politically, they're, if they're going to be honest, they're going to say Trump. If they're going to be honest. Okay, we didn't have, we didn't have so much inflation. Gas was cheaper. You could buy a used car. All this stuff was not happening. All this stuff was not happening. Lying like a bookend. That's right. That's right, Sandra. Lying like a bookend. Better under Trump. 100% correct. I don't understand why they keep putting that man out there and just letting him tell these stories that nobody believes. I mean, come on, man. Like, we know that it was better under Trump. What's the purpose in just sitting there and lying like that? I don't really get it. It's weird. But, hey, man, 81 million allegedly, 81 million allegedly voted for the guy. So... That's on them. Whoever voted for that guy, hey, you got to ask your God for forgiveness because this has been a complete disaster. A complete disaster. Right? Now, I got some more here that I want to get to. And thank you guys for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. If you enjoyed what you are hearing thus far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all of that good stuff. It'll help me out tremendously. Bam Bam Bigelow says Trump 225 a gallon at one point. That's correct. That is correct. 225. Now. Wait a minute. Okay, hold on. I, I just, I, you know, I, I'm on Twitter just trying to find these videos for you guys to talk about and just give opine on, give my two cents. But, um, <laughs> Do you see this right here? Now, I'm going to just show you the picture. Then I'll read what this person has on their sign. And I'll just leave it open. I won't say anything after that. I, I won't give too much commentary on it. But the picture speaks for itself. Now, I have to describe it for those who are not um, watching the video. But this, this appears to be some kind of a gay pride parade. And I'm not quite sure what this person's gender is. I don't want to assume the wrong pronouns. You know what I'm saying? It could be um it it could be a certain time of the day and the pronouns might change. I have no idea what's going on with these people. All right. But this might be a woman. Possibly, but I can't really tell. And I don't want to assume nobody's gender. But I digress. It appears to be some kind of pride parade, right? They have one they have a a, a pink sign in their hands. Well, the the board is pink and the letters are black and white it says not gay as in happy queer as in free palestine i'm not really sure how that makes any sense that that particular sentence structure but whatever we'll just go with it now how would this person fare in the middle east what would how, what what would their life be like in the middle east first of all dress like that that's number one regardless of straight gay whatever Dressed like that in the Middle East. I heard about people going into to Dubai. 
with shorts on like that and getting locked up for it and decent exposure. Locked up. You're getting locked up for wearing shorts, like short shorts. Not even necessarily showing your hind parts totally, but almost. You're getting locked up for that. That's just how you're dressing. So then imagine being homosexual over there. Oh, you, you get in the rooftop special. Endless mimosas. <laughs> I mean, I digress. I, I said I wasn't going to opine on it, but I did. I, I just be making up stuff. But anyway, that's crazy. People don't live in reality. They don't really understand the world around them. Okay, they, they just think that everything's all good. Like, it's, it's the United States where you could just say whatever you want, do whatever you want all over the world. But obviously, that's not true. That is not true at all. So, yeah, shout out to the delusionals out there. Hey, all I can say is just stay over here in the U.S. If you like, if you enjoy freedom, stay in the U.S. Now, if you must go to Gaza Strip and uh, show solidarity with the people of Palestine, Israel, whatever they want to call that particular part of the world, the Levant, go for it. That's your business. You know what I mean? But I say uh, good luck. <laughs> good luck with that. Uh, and now, let's talk about the farmer boss getting caught with a fake vaccine card. Shout out to everybody here who has held strong and not gotten the vaccine if they didn't want it. Now, if you want the vaccine, it's, that's your prerogative to go get it. I'm not trying to tell you, don't do that. But if you didn't get it, then shout out to you for staying strong and believing what you know to be true which is that this thing is brand new. It could be dangerous. Maybe you don't need it. Maybe you got the vex. Maybe you didn't. But if you didn't, maybe the reason was, I, I don't think I really need that. Maybe I think I want to wait for it a little while. It, it doesn't really matter why you didn't get it, but it's your prerogative. It's your choice. You know, you, you couldn't be bullied by friends, family, the mainstream media, Dr. Fauci. You could not be bullied by them, Right. Shout out to all the pure bloods, pure blood gang. Yes, pure blood gang right here. So shout out to all y'all, 100%. Now, a lot of us got attacked for being pure blood. Oh, you guys want to spread the bug, all this, that, and the third. That's what we were told, right? That was what people said to us. Maybe in person, not in person for me. Don't nobody want to, I'm a little bit too big to come up on it and just be like, hey, man. You, you should take the vex. Don't nobody. But online where there's a shit of anonymity, oh, people say that all the time. But now we have a big pharma boss. Like, understand this. This guy is not just a, a CEO. Because CEO, you could be like an employee, somebody that was hired, right, to, to represent a company. You could be that. But this guy founded a pharma company. He founded it himself and he's the president of it so he he founded a company and operates it right now to this day this guy got caught with a fake vax card okay it says it right here you know this is breitbart but people don't want to trust breitbart because they say oh that's a that's a right wing website well we got sources in the in the article we got sources the story comes from spain and we got a um story from spain we got a in spanish you understand so a lot of you guys, shout out to all the people that can speak Spanish, read Spanish or whatever. It's right here. And it's the same. This right here is the same headline that you just saw on the Breitbart. 
El Presidente de Fama de Mar um, is in the list of 2,200 false vaccinations of COVID. I guess that's, I guess I read that right. Yeah. So that's him right there. Jose Maria Fernandez Susafaro. And he has a fake vax card. So this ain't just some, you know, some some little kid, some some college bro who got appointed. This is the founder of the company. Farmer Mar got caught with a fake vax card. Now, what does that tell you? If a guy is if if a if a pharmaceutical company boss gets caught with a fake vax card, what does that tell you? That says that Dr. Anthony Fauci might be a little bit off. Who would you trust more? The person that runs a pharma company or Dr. Fauci. You see, Dr. Fauci is in the um, the public sector. He works for the federales. They do nothing. Fauci's the same guy that said, if you live with a person who has AIDS, you're able to catch it from them. Just like, just, just cohabitating, you could catch AIDS that way. He bungled the AIDS crisis of the 80s, bungled that totally, bungled the virus uh, response. And what has he done in between the 80s AIDS outbreak and right now? He's been there since Reagan. What has he done? He's been there. He's been on Capitol Hill as long as, I've, as long as I've been living. And I got some gray hairs in my beard. I'll be 40 years old soon. He's been there that long. He was in, in, in D.C. before I was born. And he'll probably still be there until he just croaks at, at, at 90 years old or something like that. What has he done? Nothing. But see, the reason why he's able to be there is because he's in he's in government. And he has connections and family ties. And his wife is over here doing X, Y, and Z, all that. That's, that's kind of how it goes in D.C. But if you're going to be a pharmaceutical company boss, if you're going to found a company, if, if you're going to uh, if you're going to um, start a company and you're going to be the, the president of it, you got to know what you're doing because you can't just bungle something like that as a farmer boss and still keep your company. You go bankrupt. You might, you might go to the penitentiary if you don't do things right as a farmer boss. So this guy has a fake VATS card. So what does that tell you? That tells you that maybe it's not good to get the VAX. Because if it was so good, why would a pharmaceutical company boss refuse to get it? I'm not saying his company produces the vaccine. I'm just saying that maybe he would know more about vaccines than Anthony Fauci. Because if this guy produces something that goes wrong, he's liable. Or his company's liable in some kind of way. But Anthony Fauci can say, hey man, if you stay with somebody that has AIDS, you're going to catch it. And that winds up not being true. There's no, there's no penalty. He could totally bungle the virus uh, reaction, the whole mask thing. He could totally bungle that. There's no penalty. Do you know that for the first time they're finding microplastics in people's lungs in America? For the, for the very first time. Now, microplastics are not new. This is not a new, a new thing to hit the, the market. Microplastics, you have that all over, everywhere. Ever since plastic was plastic, you have microplastics. You got it all over the place. But now all of a sudden, you're finding microplastics in people's lungs. Why? The masks. All right. We've seen the videos of guys um, creating the mask in India. 
throwing the mask on the ground, putting their feet on them, and you take the mask out of that package and put it right on your face. And we're surprised when you have medical issues that arise as a result, right? The, the mask was hastily put together, rushed together because of the scare. You took that mask from that package and put it right on your face. Boom. You get all kind of acne. You get all kind of microplastics. You coughing. <clears throat> you got something now worse than the, than the bug could have been. The bug might not have been that bad. You might have had a little bit of a, a, a rough time for a week and got over it, like just like everything else. And I, I've always been kind of critical of vaccines. Like, I never had a flu shot before in my life that I can remember. Not as an adult. Maybe I had the flu shot when I was a little boy, if they do that. If, if they give you the flu shot as part of your school vaccines, maybe I had it. But I've not had any kind of shot or vaccine since, like, little boy going to school age. Like, maybe third grade, fourth grade, something like that. I've not had anything since then. No, no um, flu shot, vaccine, none of that. I ain't see the purpose. And... I'm not dead, so I guess it's all right, huh? <laughs> I, I guess it's okay. Oh, yeah, the, the masks made in China, India, wherever they can make them. Some some, um, some third world um, uh, uh, sweatshop. The, the dude, you got um, Sean Fain working on your mask. He in there sweating. His sweat drops is getting on your mask. You putting that right in your face, man. It's crazy. It's, it's totally crazy. Matter of fact, I'm going to see if I can find this particular um, the workshop video. I, I got to find that because it's, it's totally nuts. I got I to gotta find that video and save it because my man was literally mass producing them with a picture of kind of like some kind of high speed sewing machine and put them right on the ground. <laughs> put, them, put them right on the ground and you put that on your face. All right, hold on. Like, I feel like some of these videos, they kind of get, um, they get censored, right? Because they don't want you to see that. They want you to think that, oh, it's all safe. It's all good. Don't even worry about it. Don't, don't worry about how the mask get produced. It's, so, it's okay. It's, it's, oh, here we go. I found it. I found it. All right, let's, let's let it play, though. Come on, YouTube. I got, I got YouTube Premium. I need to have my videos low immediately. All right, there we go. So check it out. Check it, check it, check it. Watch. Look at this. Wife beaters. They're working and wife beaters sweating. Barefoot, no, no socks, no shoes, no nothing. What kind of floor is that? Look at the walls. The walls ain't been painted since the British were in India a, a long time ago. And you know what? To be totally honest, a lot of your clothes that you wear every day are made just like that. But the difference is, Hopefully you guys are at least washing your clothes before you put them on your body. Hopefully you guys are doing that. I do. If I get, you know, these nice little snazzy polo shirts, they're going straight to the washing machine immediately. 
But can you do that with a mask? Can you wash the mask in the washing machine? So, yeah, I mean... Oh, yeah, it's, it's kids in there. Yeah, it was, it was a little boy right there. Wait a minute. It's a little kid right there. Yeah, with a, with a white beater on, pair of some, some jeans, no, no shoes, no socks. Yeah, child labor, all of that. Yep, 100%. Don't nobody, I mean, anybody, like, who, who's going to go over there and check to see what's going on? They don't care. As long as they get their shipment, they don't really, it don't matter. They'll take them masks right from this, in this shop and send them straight to Walmart. So you go in there. It'd be like this little rack right in front. We're back during the beginning of the uh, of the pandemic, the scamdemic, plandemic. It'd be like a little rack right in front of the entrance. You pick a you box of masks right there. It comes straight from right here. You don't, you don't know no better. You take the mask out, put it on your face, and you cough in five days later, and it ain't the it ain't the um the the virus. You wondering what's going on? Maybe maybe because um, Andrep didn't have your mask on the ground. And his foot fungus and got on it. But yeah, to your your masks are made in the same kind of way a lot of your clothing is made. But like I said, the difference is you can wash your clothing before you put it on your body. But you can't do that with your masks. All right. So that's that's kind of what's going on with that. But Dr. Anthony Fauci was the one that said we need to first Fauci did right at first back before politics got involved. He said, there's no reason to wear a mask. You might block a droplet or two, but there's no reason to wear a mask. That's what he said at first, right? Then he said, like two weeks later, we should all wear a mask, all this net and a third, mandatory mask, mask on airplanes, federal, federal regulations that you got to wear a mask on the airplane. And then the regulation was gone. And it was like, after the regulation was gone, it was like, what's the point in doing it at all? What's the, what's the purpose in doing it at all? If we can just not have masks on right now, what was the point of doing it before? And then they came out with an article that says, the, the, the air quality in, on an, in, in the airplane cabin is better than the operating room. The air quality... And an airplane cabin is better than an operating room because they keep recycling, they, not, not recycling, they keep filtering the air. It's a pressurized cabin. It's going to be very safe. You're safer in an airplane cabin than a restaurant. But yet, you go to the restaurant with your mask on, go to the table, and immediately begin to eat. Now the schmutz and whatnot is flying throughout the air. They got fiberglass little partitions. They don't do nothing. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting triggered. I'm, I'm having um, PTSD from uh, uh, the scandemic. But I digress. Now, let's talk about something else here. Let's let's talk about um, the the pregnant woman. Do I talk about that right now? Hold on. Matter of fact, not not yet. Hold on. Sheila Jackson Lee. Let's talk about her right quick. So. Buster, expand the court, take away. Now, there was a video. I saw some of it. I didn't even watch the whole thing. So, Greg Stoop, hopefully I said his name right. These are all Congress members. 
he was showing Sheila Jackson Lee through a Zoom call how ridiculous these uh, magazine restrictions would be. Okay, and let's, let's just check it out. I, I forgot all about Natler. I forgot he was still there. I thought Natler might have just went to the upper room. Buster, expand the court, take away your constitutional rights under the Second Amendment. Well, we just heard that that's exactly what the Democrats want to do here today and in the House in this coming week. On Monday, Biden stated a nine millimeter bullet blows the lung out of the body. And I quote, so the idea of these high caliber weapons is of there's simply no rational basis for it in terms of thinking about self-protection. So you can't protect yourself with a nine mil, I guess, according to Biden, only a 22 uh, round ammunition would be sufficient. Then the White House walked back that statement uh, and said he supports a ban on the sale of assault weapons, which there's no such thing, and high capacity magazines. High capacity magazines. I'm going to come back to that in a second. Yesterday, Speaker Pelosi, speaking at an anti-gun rally in San Francisco, stated, we will have a hearing markup on an assault weapon ban. Their plans and their intentions are clear. They want to take away law-abiding citizens' ability to purchase the firearm of their choice and don't let them fool you that they are not attempting to take away your ability to purchase handguns. Yep. They're using the magazine ban to do it. Last year in 2020 and 2021, the Glock 19 was the highest sold handgun in the United States. It comes with a 15 round magazine. That gun would be banned. Right here in front of me, I have a Sig Sauer P226. Comes with a 21 round magazine. Nice. This gun would be banned. Here's a. Here's a 12 round magazine. This magazine would be banned under this current bill. It doesn't fit because this gun was made for a 20 round, 21 round magazine. This gun would be banned under this bill. Here's a Sig Sauer 320. It takes a 20 round magazine, takes a 20 round magazine. Here's a 12 round magazine that would be banned. It doesn't fit because it would be banned. This gun would be banned. Nice guns, by the way. That's a very nice collection of guns you got there, sir. I, I like, I'm kind of jealous right now. I need that six hour that you just showed up on the screen. Yes, sir. Let's, let's go ahead and run it. Under this bill. Here's a gun I carry every single day to protect myself, my family, my wife, my home. This is a XL six hour P365. Comes with a 15 round magazine. Here's a seven round magazine, which would be less than what would be lawful under this bill if this bill were to become law. It doesn't fit. So this gun would be banned. I hope the, the gun is not loaded. I'm at my house. I can do whatever I want with my guns. <laughs> so in the background, that was Sheila Jackson Lee talking about hope the guns are not loaded. It's like, why does it matter if they are loaded? I'm, I'm inside my house. I'm not actually in um, on, on Capitol Hill right now. I'm I'm a home. I'm in my bedroom or my study or whatever. Why does it really matter? I can have I can have all my guns loaded. So what? I have that right. It's, I'm, I'm not, what, what you want? Am I, I, I going to shoot through the camera and hit somebody? I mean, come on, man. Like, let's be real. And he was showing how the magazines of different caliber and capacity don't fit and the gun is not designed for it. So if you were to ban certain quote unquote high capacity, uh, high, high capacity magazines, you will also be effectively banning certain guns, handguns. They come into it with the whole rifle thing. But they really want to ban guns, period, from the average American consumer to, to buy them lawfully. That's that's the whole end game. Is exactly what the Democrats want to do. Now, let's just take 
the policy objectives that they're trying to accomplish and look at the municipalities that have actually passed it. Maryland, Washington, DC, Cook County, Illinois, all have some of the strictest gun country laws in the country, including limiting magazines to only 10 rounds. By comparison, in Florida, there are significantly less restrictions and no limits, limits on magazine size in the state of Florida. Would the gentleman so yield for the question? Are these laws effective? Would the Let's gentleman look at the yield for question? rates in major cities and anti-gun jurisdictions that have magazine bans. Would the gentleman yield for question? In the state of Florida, where we have freedom and the ability to carry whatever firearm we want. Jackson, the gentleman Florida, yield for question? Largest city by area in the state in my state. Would, would the gentleman yield for question? Yes or no? No, I'm trying to get my okay. point across in the two the minutes that no. I have left. Gentleman won't yield. The murder rate was more. Now, let me start back over, and I hope you give me my 10 or 15 seconds back that you just said. <laughs> Jacksonville, Florida, the largest city by area in my state, the murder rate was more than half, half of D.C. or Chicago in 2021, and you are four times lower, uh, and, and it was four times lower than in Baltimore, Maryland. All jurisdictions that have a magazine ban, you're safer in the state of Florida where we don't have it. If you live in Tampa, Florida, near my district, or in Orange County, where Orlando is located, in 2021, you were roughly three times less likely to be murdered here in Florida, in Orange County, or in Tampa, than in Chicago or DC, where they both have magazine bans. And you are whopping five times less likely to be murdered than in Baltimore, Maryland, than in Tampa, Florida, or Orange County. So clearly the whole gun control thing is not working, huh? It's not working, clearly. Florida, much safer. Jacksonville, you got some 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 stuff in Jacksonville. You know, it's not um, Pleasantville, USA. But at the same time, it's much better than Baltimore, Chicago, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth, where you have all these strict gun laws. Because the, the issue is that criminals do not follow laws. Regular normie citizens follow laws, but criminals don't do it. They do whatever they want to do. And also, on top of that, you have uh, a, a lot more lax policies out there in these liberal places. That's the issue. Additionally, the state of West Virginia is instructive on this point. West Virginia has some of the most gun-friendly laws in the country, including permitless carry, no magazine restrictions. For purposes of comparing apples to apples, West Virginia also faces some struggles and has poverty levels comparable to nearby Baltimore and Washington, D.C. Yet someone is nine times less likely to be murdered in West Virginia than in Baltimore and approximately five times less than in DC, according to the most recent numbers in those jurisdictions. These anti-gun cities, particularly ones with magazine bans, have some of the highest crime rates in the country and they are growing worse. These there, there you have it. There, there you have it. So shout out to my man, um, his Greg Stube. I don't know if I say his name right, but it's right on. The 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 gun demonstration with the magazines not fitting right, that was a good one. Um and also about the, the gun laws not working. That's that's clear. It's clear what's going on. You gotta have you, you gotta have policies that are tough on crime. Uh you can't have these soft prosecutors that let criminals like repeat violent offenders out on the street constantly. You can't have that at all. You you cannot have that at all. Yeah, I I threw up the the W, the the, the dub, dub V. And my, 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 I, I've seen I've seen it done like this, you know the the three, like for for the W and then the V W V. <laughs> okay, so speaking about gun control, speaking about gun control, have you guys heard about the story of the pregnant woman? That that story, 
so-called pregnant, quote-unquote pregnant woman who was shot by Kansas City, Kansas police. Now, right when I heard that story, I was like, nope, nope, nope. I already know that's not real. Or I knew, pardon me, I don't want to say I knew it wasn't real. I want to say that I knew there was more to the story. 100% more to the story. Okay, so here's a, here's a headline that you may have seen. It says, who is Leona Hill? Police shooting of Missouri woman sparks controversy. Now, this was edited. It, also, it said before, unarmed pregnant woman shot by police five times. That was the original story. You know, a, a unarmed pregnant black woman shot by police five times in Kansas City, Kansas. That was the original story that all these media outlets ran with. But when I saw it, I'm like, That's, that doesn't make any sense. Why would that happen? When I heard the story, I did not hear any explanation behind what was going on. Because I want to know what's happening. I'm like, all right, well, why did that happen? It sounds real bad. If you shoot some lady walking around, eight months pregnant, about to pop, you hit her five times, and she was unarmed, why'd you do that? What was the, what was the reason? What, what could have been so bad? So I knew instantly there was more to the story. Of course there was, right? So boom. I wait. And I wait, and of course, I find more to the story. Not only was she not pregnant, not only was she not unarmed, not only did she not die, because that was also the story, that she died. Oh, they shot her five times, she died, she didn't die. It, shout out to the BT 25,000, the, the, the BT, uh, one, I mean, good grief. You get shot five times and don't die as a woman. I mean, wow. <laughs> wow is all I can say. But um, she didn't die. She was not unarmed. And, 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 and probably maybe the most important um, thing here is that she was suspected of being in the car that was involved in the carjacking. So probably a criminal, right? So that's Miss Hill right there. With her gun. You see the gun right there in her hand. Now, some of you guys are asking about the, um, about the, some of the weird artifacts and stuff in the picture. Like her ankle appears to be gone and stuff like that. I think this is a screenshot. Well, I know it's a screenshot from a body camera. So there's missing frames and artifacts and things of that nature. It's not like, uh, obviously it's not a high quality picture. It's pretty low quality. So I think that's missing frames from the body cam that are appearing. That's that's probably what's going on. All right. But um so she has her gun and she's running she's running away. So she's fleeing from the the police. And this, this was not the narrative at first, but now we have the picture. It, it proves everything that's going on. She got shot five times. She didn't die. And she will be charged with, I think, unlawful possession of a gun. Unlawful possession of a handgun. Now, gun control, isn't that the whole thing we got going on right now? Or oh, we got to pass common sense gun control. Why? <laughs> because you have to understand the people that have guns that are using them to commit crimes, don't care about your gun control. You think this person right here, Miss Hale, went to Bob's gun shop, 
filled out a background check and got that gun legally to go carjack people and shoot the police? You think she did that? I mean, come on. Let's just be real. Let's just, just, just be totally real. It doesn't make any sense for criminals to have guns and for regular citizens to not have guns. Then at that point, you're relying upon the state to protect you, and they can't. Not, not really. If you call the police when something bad's going on, like let's say there's an active shooter right there in the, on the premises, as we know about Uvalde, we'll get to that in a minute. If you call the police, there's somebody shooting right there, or you are in a precarious situation, they can only do so much. They got it. It's a response time. They, they got to get there at a certain amount of time. And then between the time you call them on the phone and they get there, what's going to happen? You got to have the ability to arm yourself, the right to arm yourself if you want to. If you don't want to arm yourself, that's your prerogative. That's your choice. But you, sh- you should have the right to do so if you want to do so. It's simple. And the whole ankle thing I'd explain because you said you guys say her ankle is gone. This, this, this is a screenshot from a body camera. So there's just artifacts and missing frames. That's all. It's not... Nothing else to that is what I'm trying to say. Um, somebody might have, somebody said that she might have had an ankle monitor on. That's possible. But I think it's just uh, missing frames from the body camera. But it's definitely a real picture. All right. That, that's definitely 100% real picture. So, yeah, she got charged. Had the gun illegally. It, it goes to show, not just in this case, but in many cases. Most of the time when you see a criminal with a gun... They are not supposed to have it most of the time. So if you look at some of the mass shootings where somebody may have purchased their gun legally, like let's say there's been five mass shootings where the gun was purchased legally. Well, how many shootings are there all over the country every single day that you don't hear about? Whereas one person that gets shot, you know, you're going to sacrifice the rights of millions to protect themselves because of five mass shootings that may or may, not, or may not have been stopped by gun laws. If the mass shooter cannot get his gun legally from the store, he may get it illegally because he's determined to go out there and do what he wants to do. That's kind of how it goes. Yeah, but I think that she's pretty much out of luck because she had she was armed and was involved in the carjacking. Like the car was involved in the carjacking that she was in, ran from the police, shot at the police, and didn't die. So, no. Nah. BLM and all the ambulance chasers were prepared to go to Kansas City, Kansas to um, uplift her and circle the wagons around her. But that's not going to, that's going to be kind of a non starter now because of the, the, the circumstances in the picture of her with the gun. But we'll see. Now, if she died, then there could have been the payout to the family, but she didn't die. <laughs> that that um that that BT training kind of worked against her right there. That that body armor, whatever she got going on, worked against her. And it's it's to the point now where I feel like you have um like kamikaze missions happening in a lot of these areas where people get into some kind of violent police interaction, and they want the police to discharge on them so then they can die and then they can get paid. You understand? So somebody would go out there and just act crazy, try to get the police to put them in the weird situation, and if they happen to die, then their family gets paid out. That's that's kind of how I see this whole thing playing out in the future. 
you're going to see more of those types of things going on. As long as the police keep paying, and I think you're going to see people that are keep trying to take advantage of it. Oh, you, you paying out? You paying cash money? All right, well, hey, man, uh, I'm going to go out here and use a fake $20 bill in the, in the Getty Mart, and when you come through talking about it, I'm going to resist arrest, and I'm, I'm going to find some way to die, and you're going to be blamed, and then my family will get a bunch of money. Kamikaze mission, just straight, just straight suicide mission, 1,000%. All right. What else we got going on? There's there's quite a few things. Um. Okay, so the Uvalde mother spoke out. Let me find that video for you guys right quick. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. So let's get to it right here. One second. And here we go. I may not play the entire thing, but I'll play some of it. So we are hearing this morning from a mother who ran inside the school in Uvalde, Texas, to protect her kids. She says that police held her back and handcuffed her as the shooting unfolded. Lilia Luciano has the exclusive interview. Lilia, good morning. Good morning to you, Anne-Marie, and to Vlad. You know, I met with uh, Angeli Gomez yesterday in a field nearby. She's a farm worker. She was telling me that her kids on the morning of the shooting had both graduation ceremonies or a ceremony at school. She showed up there, but she didn't want to take photos with them. She told me she was embarrassed because she had come straight from work. She was working early that morning and she was dusty from the field, but her kids told her mom, we want to take this photo. She says, you know, I'm so glad I took that photo because it could have been the last one. And it was for many of the parents who lost their children who had been there. Like many parents, after that, she left, she went back to work back to the field and within 10 minutes she received a frantic call from her mom telling her that there was a shooting at the school so she got in her car and she sped at about 100 miles an hour she told me until she finally got here and this is what she told me after right away as i parked um u.s marshals started coming toward my car saying that um i wasn't allowed to be parked there and uh he said well we're gonna have to arrest you because you're being very uncooperative I said, well, you're going to have to arrest me because I'm going in there and I'm telling you right now, I don't see none of y'all in there. Y'all are standing with snipers and y'all are far away. I'm, if y'all don't go in there, I'm going in there. He right, immediately put me in cuffs. She says after Uvalde police officers told marshals to uncuff Gomez, she ran towards the school. As soon as they uncuffed me, I jumped that first gate fence. And once I jumped it, I went to my son's class and I knocked on the door and I remember the teacher saying, um, I'm like, hey, they're already, they're already um, bulge cutting the fence to get me. She's like, you think we have time to get out? I said, you'll have time. I'm going to run for my other son. Once she was assured her son was okay, Gomez ran to get her other child, encountering more officers who tried to stop her. So I start yelling and I'm being a cooperative and I'm like, well, y'all aren't doing shit. What are y'all doing? Y'all ain't doing shit. Y'all need to be in here. Give me your best. Somebody give me a best. I'm something. I started paying attention to how far the shots were being. So that I knew the shooter was all the way still by my first son's class. So when I went to my son, my second son. So let's pause here. So what she's saying is she was in the school during the shooting because she's hearing the shots happen while she's inside the school. This is what she's saying. The teacher didn't want to open the door for me. So that's when they started um, escorting me out. And as I, as I see that they're opening my son's door, I go run for my son and I get him. With both of her kids out safe, Gomez still can't shake the thought of those who didn't make it. 
while you were inside the school, did you see officers there inside the school? There was not one officer inside the school when I ran to my second son's class. There was not one officer. And you were hearing gunshots, so you knew you that could hear the it gunshots. was an active shooter. It was still active. The gunshots were still active. They were not in there. There was no one in there. If anything, when I pulled up, my car was closer to the school than, the, where, than where the snipers and everybody that was laying on the ground were. When you heard that it took law enforcement 75 minutes before they went in and stopped the shooter, what was your thinking, having been inside the school yourself? I don't know. I was just thinking that they could have saved many more lives. They could have gone into that classroom and maybe two or three would have been gone, but they could have saved a whole Oh, more the whole class. They could have done something, gone through the window, sniped them through the window. I mean, something, but nothing was being done. If anything, they were being more aggressive on us parents that were willing to go in there. And like I told one of the officers, I don't need you to protect me. Get away from me. I don't need your protection. If anything, I need you to go in there with me to go protect my kids. And if anything, they were being more aggressive on us. They were more pertained on keeping us back than getting into that school. You know, this is... Well... There's, there's more to that video, of course. This is on CBS News. It's 46 on Trending, number 46 on Trending. You guys can check it out. And the title of it is Mom Who Ran Into the School During Uvalde, Texas Shooting Discusses Moments Inside. Y'all check that out. But that's her that's her uh, testimony. It's, it's really crazy. Um, there, there's a lot to that, though. I think I think there was just some... There were some things that could have been done better. But I'm not really sure... Because I'm hearing different people, like I'm hearing that the police, they were able to contain the shooter, but also that they didn't stop him when they maybe could have. It's just so much going on. I want to look, I want to hear that whole video because as I'm playing it for you guys right now, it's my first time watching it. So I want to hear more from that video and I want to see all the police press conferences and everything before I could just say exactly if the police were right or wrong. So that's just kind of where I'm at with it. But I wanted you guys to hear that from straight from the mom straight straight from the mom that's what i want to hear right that's what that is now people are saying that she has a police record i don't know nothing about that you know what i mean but that doesn't really matter if you're talking about somebody trying to take somebody trying to get their kids you know what i mean if she has a record okay well <laughs> it at that point that becomes relevant she has kids that go to the school and there's a mass shooting and she's going to get her kids record or no record. But yeah, like I said, I'm going to look more into that and then I will probably just give my Gomez opinion. Still can't shake the thought. All right, let's not play that right now. But what do you guys think? Are, are, are you guys totally just settled on your opinion about what happened at the school? Do you think the police did wrong? Did they do right? Are you kind of in between confused like what do you guys think there's varying opinions on that everybody has a right to their own opinion but there's definitely varying opinions on how that could have been handled could it have been handled better um could it have been worse what's the whole situation her kids were in the school yes time her she had two kids inside the school so that's why she went to the school to physically physically go get her children there was one kid in one class Another kid in another class. So she got the one and then went to go get the other one. I think that's what happened. All right. In the middle, professional victims. Um, confused, undecided, absolute cowardice. I've got questions. 
police let it happen. I'm just, I'm just reading some of the remarks. This is what I'm saying. It's like the opinions are all over the place and everybody's entitled to it. But I, I, th- I think this shooting is like some of these other instances that happen, just like the whole thing with the so-called pregnant woman, right? I think this shooting, there will be more things that come out as time progresses. That's, that's kind of what I think is, is going on here. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see how that whole thing, how that, how that operates, how that goes. All right. Now, I'm reading some more here. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what's going on. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was a false flag. You know, I don't, I don't believe that part. I think it was a real thing, but I'm not really sure about the circumstances all the way. Again, I'm just kind of confused. All right, that gets everything. I got to the Uvalde mother, uh, the pharma bro, pharma bro, pharma boss fake vaccination card. Uh, she lived Jackson Lee. I got to everything I wanted to get to. There may be some videos right here I want to show you guys. Um, and then we can keep on rocking to get to the, the the supers. And again, you guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. So I cannot do this show without you. Let's let's see here. Oh, I almost forgot about my man um, Fleckus. Shout out Fleckus Talks. Did, did you guys see the video I did about? Um, it was a street interview. Um, Fleckus Talks and Justin Awad, I believe his name is. Oh, hold on, hold on. Before I get to the before I get to the the street interview. Before I get to that. I got a video to show you guys of something that was really kind of ridiculous that happened at, I think it was Disney World. Paris. I'm not sure what it exactly is called, but this right here was crazy. If you haven't seen it, let's, let's check it out together. So this is from Barstool Sports. They, they posted it and they say the caption here says Mickey Mouse employee Ruins proposal. So Disney employee. Now I think I think it was in Paris. So the guy is getting ready to propose to his girl in front of what's that like the, the magical kingdom or something like that? I don't know what that is. Y'all y'all gotta educate me sometimes when I don't know some of this stuff. But some kind of castle, some kind of mysterious, beautiful place. I don't know what that is. But apparently, some kind of important monument, an important uh, piece of the the park and this guy's get ready to propose and watch what happens. Out of nowhere, look at this guy right here, like RKO, Randy Orton. So if you didn't see what happened as the guy is proposing an employee runs up like out of nowhere runs up and physically takes the ring. He, he takes the ring box that the guy is showing the girl because I, I, they, they might be in the wrong place. I, I'm not really sure where it's supposed to be. So he's, he's taking the ring and he's pointing, I guess, out of the area that they're in. It's like at that point, what's the purpose? 
if I'm already on the bended knee and I got the ring out and everybody's watching, people are cheering, why do all that? How much do you make, sir, to 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 do this, to to intercept? Are you what you a an NFL running a, a cornerback? Like what are you are you Deion Sanders prime time? You trying to uh catch a pass, run it back for a touchdown? Like what's going on here, sir? Good grief. Look at this. And my thing is, why are you taking the ring though? Why why like I don't know what this guy's on. Is that is that training that you have? It's like, hey man, if they go to the magical castle and they try to propose, you take the ring, the whole ring box, and and flee with it. It's nuts. Oh yeah, the, the guy definitely could have got some hands and feet. Somebody said, luckily the guy didn't hit him. The guy is lucky that guy did not pounce on him because. My man that was proposing was a pretty big dude, looking like Fat Joe and like, like you know, like the, the the new Fat Joe maybe, but kind of buff. And the guy that took the ring is kind of like a regular normie built dude. So that was just all all over the place, man. You don't get paid that much to do something like that, sir. I mean, your name is not Mickey or Mouse, so let's cut the nonsense. <laughs> but yeah. Disneyland, Disney World, all these little parks, they don't really seem to be too inviting from some of the stuff I see. Now, granted, that's just, uh, you know, it's kind of anecdotal. It's just one off, but I don't want to see stuff like that no more. Now, again, shout out to Fuckers Talks. Uh, have, have you guys seen this video here that I, um, I reacted to? I'm going to do more of these reactions because these were crazy. It's not the full video right here. This is just some of the things that they were saying. Now, these are street interviews that they were doing with people asking questions that you should know. You should know these questions, at least 90% of them. They're not very hard questions to answer. Do you know what the square root of four is? Uh, 16. Who fought in the Revolutionary War? I don't even know what that war is. What is the Revolutionary War? I don't know. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> to be honest. Do you know who the leader of Russia is? Um, I forgot his name. Do you know what the First Amendment is? My history teacher will be disappointed in me. No. Do you know what the Second Amendment is? No. What are the two countries that border the U.S.? United Kingdom and Europe. That physically border the U.S. Like on a map. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, I, I know that one. Venezuela and Alaska. What two countries border the U.S.? I really don't know. I don't know. The country above us and below us, dude. Like if you had to guess. What, Africa? Who's the leader Africa. of North Korea? Africa, the country that's above us, Africa. <laughs> Who's the leader of North Korea? I don't know. I don't know his name, honestly. Do you know who the leader of Russia is? Leader of Russia? <laughs> I do. I know these people, but they're all getting mixed up. Is it, um... If you had to guess. Like the first What's thing. his name? I know it. You do know it. What does it start with? I know what it, what it would start with. Who fought in the Civil War? 
Who found it? Who fought? Who fought? found? Who? Hey, who found the Civil War? <laughs> Isn't it like Great Britain? Yeah, against Australia. Which one? And against who? You're close. Great Britain. Now the question I have because people they they criticize videos like these because they say, "Oh, you guys are cherry picking, dumb people, all this that and the third. Okay, maybe that's happening. I can't say it is or it isn't because I don't know their process. I've not, I, I wasn't there when they filmed it. But here's my question to you guys: Is this common for people? maybe young people or just people in general in America or not? Because I can't really tell. I feel like depending upon where you are in the country, like if you're at a particular event or a particular place, it could be very common to not know who was in a civil war. Some of the questions about geography were stomping them. The one question, let me see if I can find it. Let's see if they got to it here. Okay. There was one question where um, they said, name three South American countries. And they said Mexico. But people don't understand what where Mexico actually is. If you ask the average normie, where is Mexico? They might, they don't really, it's in North America. Central America is not a continent. It's a region similar to the Middle East. The Middle East is mostly in Asia, but partly in Europe. If you include um, Istanbul to the west on the border of Greece, that's also technically Europe geographically, but it's the Middle East regionally. You see what I'm saying? Mexico, Central America is all North America continent wise. So some of the questions would stump the average person, I think. But most of those 99.9% of these questions you should get. Oh, and, and the craziest question, the craziest question, matter of fact, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it because I, I can't, I can't really do it justice just by saying it. You got to hear it. If you, if you didn't hear it, um, if, if you, if you didn't hear it, you got to just hear it straight from the horse's mouth. So are you guys saying it's common? Yeah. Are you guys saying it's common? Yeah. That's, Unfortunately, unfortunately, let me go ahead and go put it up. If you guys saw my video, you know what I'm talking about. The question that really, it, it really just threw me for a loop. Hold on. Oh, here, here we go. Wait a minute. This one, this, this, this did it for me right here. Don't help, don't help. Do you know one. what the four directions on a compass are? A compass? What is that? A compass? What is that? Let's 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 rewind, because I was talking a little bit. No, no, you know this. Really? Don't help, don't help. Do you know what the four directions on a compass are? A compass? What is that? What is that? Not not even knowing, not not even saying I don't know the directions. What is a compass? A compass, it like tells you the like directions. And he's looking like, uh, back and forth with his eyes. Like, I, I'm, I'm lost, sir. I don't know what this is, sir. You're, you're talking about directions? I, I, I don't know. Oh my God. Uh, just, just, just nuts. Ridiculous.
That right there, that, that did it for me. North, south, east, west. How do you not know that? I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, directions are everywhere around you. If you're living in a city like D.C., you have southeast, southwest, northeast, uh, northwest. That's southwest. Uh, southeast, northeast, northwest. It's so simple. It's like on street signs all over the world, all over the country. You don't know what a compass is. I don't even know what the. That was a man, 100%. Um, that was biological man. I saw them, um, them big bone, that big bone structure. Yeah, that, that big bone structure don't tell no lies right there. That tell you everything you need to know. You might have on a bonnet with some, with some shaved legs, but you built like Edger and James from the Indianapolis Colts in 2005. You, you about to get 2,000 yards a season rushing straight down the A-gap, just... R.P. Kevin Samuels. <laughs> Biggest city in the world, Europe. Exactly. Where, uh, what, what countries border the U.S.? Europe and England. <laughs> just, just silly stuff. Yeah, so if you guys, if anybody's out there, please, 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 just, just keep your studies up. Keep your, your knowledge of some of these things up. Don't don't be out there looking like that. Please, please don't do it. All right. So um we got super chats on deck, and then we're gonna get to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. And let's get to the first couple here. Thank you to Apple who says, RP Captain David Dorn. That was the first video I ever saw of you, ABL. You spoke so powerfully about Captain Dorn. It is so sad that the media never recall him, nor any other victims of BLM and Antifa. Also, God rest the souls of David Dorn, Italian Marie Kelly, Kelly, uh, Bernal Chamel, Horace Lorenzo Anderson, J.R. Dottie Whitaker, Satoria Turner, David Patrick Underwood. May justice be done for them. God bless USA. Thank you for that, sir. Thank you to Raul Burke for becoming an ABO supporter. I appreciate you, boss. Thank you to Jeff Gray, who says, you won't believe this. I found a full semi-automatic compass. <laughs> a full semi-automatic compass. I'm not sure how to use it, but I will ask our neighboring country, Venezuela. There you go. <laughs> thank you for that. I appreciate you. And thank you to Ian Kenny, who says, the World Economic Forum's Race to Zero Dialogues aims to amplify these efforts with the goal to have greenhouse gas emissions by 2030 and hit net zero emissions by 2050. Thank you to Ian Kenny, who also says most international and domestic public companies are being evaluated and rated on their environmental, social, and governance ESG performance by various third party provi uh, providers of reports and ratings. Like uh, social credit scores, right? That's exactly what that is. Thank you to Miss OMG, who says, Watch What is a Woman by Matt Walsh. It's excellent. Yeah, I got to watch that. I'll tell you guys to go watch that. I've seen some clips from it, but I've not seen the entire thing yet. I'm definitely going to watch that for sure. I get a little bit of time. I'll be watching that. Thank you to Mallory Foster who says, hey, ABL, have you seen the 2000 Mules yet? And if so, what's your take on it? I've not seen it yet, actually. It doesn't seem like people are talking much about it, talking about it much, as much as I hoped to help spread the word. I know conservatives that don't even know about it. Wow. Thank you to Laura Catherine for your, uh, your cup of joy emoji. Also, Laura Catherine says, I'm conservative. 
I'm a conservative elementary art teacher. Yes, we do exist. And I've always said, if you can smell a fart through the mask, they don't work. Exactly. It, because that's, that's, that's a particle right there is getting through your mask. So if that's getting through, the virus getting through as well. So what's the purpose of wearing it? It doesn't make any sense. Thank you to Ginger Romans for your donation. Thank you to Santo Bartes who says, the talk about suing gun manufacturers is absurd. Going down that thought process, are they going to sue car manufacturers every time someone is injured by a drunk driver? Thanks for your hard work, ABL. That's what I'm saying. But, but you're going to sue um, Toyota and somebody, you know what I mean, and, and, some, and, and some random Camry hit somebody with it intentionally. Like, the person that operates the car did the intentional hitting. The car itself, the Toyota, had nothing to do with it. The Toyota, I mean... It's not a sentient being. It's just a car. It's a tool, just like a gun is a tool. So, nah, it's just crazy. Thank you to Vincent for the goal emoji. Thank you to Bob versus Windshield who says, Portland 2017, 138 shootings. 2022 on pace for 1,400 shootings. A 1,000% increase. The gun population went up maybe 10%. So where did the other 9 to 90% come from? Democrat policy, period. 1,000%. When there's little to no um, penalty or consequence for the lawbreakers, for the criminals, it's, it's like everything goes. You're in the wild, wild west, quite literally out there in Portland, Oregon. That's exactly what's going on. So, yeah, I, c- I could not live out there in, on, on the left coast. Maybe if I live, like, in some... Um, and some um, little private community. I don't know. So some kind of place that's just like away from all the nonsense. But if I had my choice, if they say, hey, man, where do you want to live? You want to live down in the Sun Belt in the South, or do you want to live on the left coast? It's an easy answer. I'm down here in the Sun Belt all day long. I don't want no, um, no wildfires. I don't want no crackheads, methods running them up with nobody doing anything about it. I don't want that to happen at all. Herman the German says, let's punish the gun. That's what they want to do, punish the gun. But really, when they do something like that, they're, they're punishing us. They say they're punishing the gun, but they're punishing us. That's kind of how that whole thing goes. All right. So, Super Chats, I got those read. And let's get to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434 one two two zero. There's also a Skype email in the description box if you want to call in that way. If the Skype does not act right, y'all know the drill. Do not blame me. Please blame the white man. But let's go ahead and get into it. Yeah, Idiocracy was a great movie, uh, BDB, but it was not a movie. It was a documentary, in my opinion. Four one zero. You're in line. We're speaking to. <laughs> 410, hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm great, man. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Thank you. All righty. So what, what's going on? What's happening? Um, I'm on. You're on live right now. And if you have the stream on in the background, please turn that down for me. Yep. Sure did, sir. Right, so, uh, you know, lots of content this evening, uh, ABL. I love, your, I love your show. Love your channel. Uh, I'm calling from uh, Washington State. And, uh, <clears throat> One of the things that I see um, upcoming is this uh, <clears throat> is a Democratic Party um, or, 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 or liberals 
whichever way you want to uh, um, label them, is uh, you know they're just going to reach for uh, platforms for people to vote, whether it's abortion, um, you know, gun rights, um, things like that that will that will uh, try to take away from actual the facts and data um, and just you know go on on emotions rather than than uh what what's really is going on in the united states and and the things ailing our our, our country uh what, what do you what do you think about that well i mean there's always an there's always an agenda for people to push on the left. They have an agenda. They want to get certain things done. So they'll ignore the pressing issues that really matter to Americans or they'll manipulate it in a way to get their agenda met. So they don't really care too much about solving issues. As long as they're able to get their agenda met, then they're, they're good to go. Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I totally agree. You know, uh, one of the things that I, that I see a lot of is just, um, really, the the information warfare that that I'm seeing, uh, whether it's um, you know whoever speaks the loudest or uh, whoever really inundates the public with with their message or their version of the truth, um, seems to like dominate what people what they perceive as to be real rather than what is reality, and uh, it really frustrates me. Excuse me that uh, folks are uh, sometimes succumb to that, those lies uh, or those half-truths, as sometimes people call them. And, uh, you know, the battle is on, uh, ABL, for, for really the truth. And, I, and my prayer is for this nation is for, for, for all of us to, to really see what, what really the uh, intent for some people is for this country and for, for us to be at odds with one another rather than, you know, I believe that we're stronger we're better together uh, rather than just a, a you know, a conquer and divide. And, and, and I see some of that, that agenda and some of that, um, some of those powers that be that really want to uh, really rock the foundation of, of the United States. And, and really the world is better with a stronger United States. It's, it's a safer world. That's right. hundred percent correct, man. Yeah. No, uh, I, anything I was going to get on, but uh, you know, I'll get off uh ABL, thank you for your channel. Uh, you're a blessing. You know, today was one of the first times that, that I actually called in. Uh, I'm glad that you uh, picked up. Uh, continue to watch and uh, continue for pray for this country, for you, and for uh, great Americans uh, all across this, this world that, or across this nation that I think that uh, um, we need to really step up, do, do our thing uh, in our community, in our family, and just step up as leaders. So thank you, ABL. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Oh, yes, sir. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. Thank you for coming on through. Let's go. 860, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? This is Doug. All righty. What's happening? What's up, ABL? How you doing, brother? It's all good, man. Can't complain. Hey, just want to say you're, you're one of the most polished guys on YouTube, man. And, and your, your ability uh, not to use foul language, that's amazing. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I ain't going to carry on too long. But, uh, yeah, you do a great job, and I wish every American would act like you, man. You're a great role model for people. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate I'm that. Pick, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down, all right? Right right on. 
I'm going to let you go, brother. Great job. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you, man. Yep. Thanks. All right, let's go. 416, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Thank you, man. Appreciate hello, hello. I'm telling you how you doing. It's all good, man, but I got some background noise. Oh, yeah, hang on. Let me turn that down. Yeah, yeah. It's Hyphen. It's Hyphen from Canada. How you doing? It's, it's all good, man. How about yourself? Yeah, I can't complain. Well, I thought I'd give you a call just to chat about certain things. Of course, in Canada now, uh, isn't it funny that is a coincidence? They're both Biden in America, build back better, and Trudeau in Canada, build back better, and now trying to take guns from legal gun owners. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. It's very crazy, actually. So you've been reading about it. I mean, he's just passed this thing where apparently handguns now are frozen. Do you know what that means? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have all kind of weird things they say. I mean, they, they'll say little words like frozen and whatnot, but really, they just, they just want to ban them. Well, that's the whole point. I mean, a couple of years ago, he pulled out this uh, thing in, uh, this is Trudeau, of course, pulled, and the Liberals in Canada pulled out this thing, and so they took us, uh, took, uh, it was like about 1,500 arms, which were basically AR-15s, you know, those scary rifles that people that actually, you know, like about things. And, uh, and uh, of course, um, you know, uh, in Canada, we like hunting, uh, the same as you guys do down there. So, I mean, you're allowed a bolt-action rifle if you want to go hunting, but... You know, anything that's semi-automatic, the same as what Biden is talking about with nine millimeters, you know, bursting out a lung. I mean, please, nine millimeters got to be the most popular handgun in America, for crying out loud. Am I right? It, it is. And that, that's, that's probably and the whole remember, point. Yeah, that's probably the whole point, because he wants to demonize nine millimeter ammunition to demonize the majority of handguns so you can ban them. Well, that's the thing. I saw the video earlier where, of course, your, uh, one of your senators or House of Representatives was showing a handgun at home. And, of course, uh, same as here is that you're not allowed a magazine that's more than uh, well, three rounds or five rounds in a rifle because they already pulled that uh, stunt years and years ago in Canada. So you, you can't have, a, a, like, a 15-round yeah, magazine in a gun here. Right. So they pulled that a long time ago, the Liberals, and now they want to take handguns but of course here's the point and everybody knows this is that hand taking handguns from legal owners is not going to stop crime that's correct because criminals don't follow laws they don't care about gun laws they'll do what they want to do well it, exactly it doesn't matter which country you're in it's the criminals are going to have the handguns and uh, in fact handguns they don't use rifles of course Unless, I, well, I don't even know, do they use shotguns? But I know they use handguns, of course, but they don't use rifles. Same as, uh, you know, licensed, uh, what we call uh, non-restricted we weapons, which would be rifles for hunting and all the rest of that governs, or painting or whatever you like to call that, sports shooting, for example. Right. But, of course, the other thing as well is that the Democrats don't know nothing about guns. The action in a AR-15, in other words, the receiver, is exactly the same as a 9mm. <laughs> exactly. 100% correct. It's like one pull and one shot. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing about it because ignorance is bliss. These people have no idea. Yeah, they have no clue. And people that don't have any ideas about guns, they are being misinformed by those who are preying upon their ignorance. They, they, 
So you, you can well, say they're being manipulated. They're being manipulated, aren't they? I mean, that's the ignorance in the, the media. That's you right. Know? I mean, again, you guys, you guys are, are got to realize that Trudeau's already con, con, controlled the media in Canada. So he spent six hundred million dollars paying off the media, and that doesn't include uh, CBC, which is a Canadian broadcasting service, which is the same as the BBC in England, and that's completely left wing, of course, as you probably know. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and I mean, again, you know, control the media, take the guns, now separate people, uh, vax and unvax, for example, and then throw out the police. Well, that's what happened with the truckers in Ottawa in, in Canada, right? And then he pulled the Emergency Act. You know what that is? That's a war act. We don't have a war in Canada. <laughs> this guy is nuts. And we need help up here. <laughs> I, I see. I definitely see that. You know, of course, uh, most Canadians are fairly sensible, but uh, of course, uh, Canada has always been a fairly socialist country because of Trudeau's father, and uh, and and of course, uh, now he's trying to step in his father's shoes and do everything that uh, his father did, including pulling the War Act. The War Act in Canada was only used three times in previous history: World War One, World War Two, and when uh, in Quebec they had some like terrorist action about I don't know. 50 years ago, so Trudeau's father pulled the War Act. But now Trudeau, right, a dictator, pulls the War Act over truckers. They had, they had barbecues. They, they had bouncy castles. They, they had spas in the back. It, it, like, it was ridiculous, man. And anybody that wants to tell you otherwise is lying to you. Right on, man. Well, thank you for the call. I appreciate you. You're welcome, Anthony. You're welcome. We'll talk again another time, mate. Absolutely. All right, Roger that. Great call. Very good call. Yeah, Canada is a mess. It's like I said before, it's like um, a very big version of California, but not as densely populated. Well, yeah, that's that's probably right. California is real compact. It's populated very dense in the cities, but even in the state where it's not as dense, it's still nowhere near as um, dense as Canada because Canada is so big. Let's get to some more calls. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Um, caller, who am I speaking to? 937. Hi, APL. Hello. <clears throat> Hi, this is Mom Bear. Thank uh, you for taking my call. And I really appreciate you. I think you have so much integrity, and I just love you for that. I just wanted to call um, when you were showing the clip of the shooting situation, which honestly, I I don't even know what state that's in because that's how much I don't watch the news. But I just felt compelled to call because um, way back when COVID started, uh, I, single mom, not on public assistance, not receiving child support, but living and dealing, um, could not send my son to school and put, <clears throat> and put a mask on his face. And uh, so for the first full year, he remote schooled. 
and um, I wasn't sure what I was going to do the next year. And his teacher from the prior year reached out to me privately. She was moving to Idaho and quitting her job. He was in third third grade, so this was his second grade teacher. Anyway, she connected me with somebody to homeschool him. And uh, I'm a, a, Gen, a Gen X mom, so I'm, like, super old. <laughs> and uh, he... And so, uh, I don't know, Gen X people might get this, that you're just in this weird place where you grew up in public schools. Like, that's what you did. You're, that's everything that you know. There's nothing wrong with it. And, but we're in this different generation. And, uh, and I knew, I was, like, so anyway, I made the, I, uh, she reached out to me, and she reached out to me because she had a dream that she was should reach out to me, and she did. And then I made that connection. Anyway, my son, this last school year, homeschooled, <clears throat> not with me, with a teacher. I paid her $150 cash a week, which is super awesome price. <laughs> especially considering what people pay for daycare. And I worked it out with my parents where he went to their house before and after, so it was just school. And I'm just saying that I just... So I don't I don't have to worry about these public school shootings because um, I went through this the truth process and the right people came into my path. And then I followed that path. And I just want that for people. I understand. To know that there's a way. Like, just, if you just follow what is true and go through the fire, and you don't have to, I didn't speak loudly, I I wasn't, screaming on my rooftops about this is so wrong. I just knew what was right. And the right people came into my path, and that has continued and continued. And uh, so anyway, I don't know anything about that particular shooting. I don't have an opinion on any kind of conspiracy about it or non-conspiracy. I just want people to know that there are other people out there who, if they follow the the path of truth, the right people will come into their path. And it will all work out. That's it. Thank you for your call. I appreciate you. Thank you, ABL. Appreciate you, too. All right, now. Bye. All righty. Good call. Very good call. I, I like, like the variety of callers. Everybody has their perspective. I love it. Let's go 860. You're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Bill. It's uh, FNA Ranger Xbox. How you doing, brother? I'm well, man. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing all right. Um, just a quick... Breaking up uh, there. You, break, you broke up a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 
just to clear up a little bit about the Texas shooting, I'm not an expert in law enforcement or anything. Sure, our mutual friend D. Tatum is. He did a pretty excellent video about this whole subject about how police set up an outer perimeter and have an inner perimeter. And the outer perimeter's job is to keep victims out of the inner perimeter where there might be a shootout. That's the whole purpose of them turning, you know, making parents go away. Just to clear that up for everybody. And once it went from active shooter to barricade, they changed their tactics. But watch his video for the explanation on that. That's not really the major concern of mine. Right now, uh, although that is tragic, when your government wants to take your guns away, that's because they're getting ready to do things that you're going to want to shoot them for. And you better, people out there, you better let that sink in. They're going to do things that you are going to want to shoot them for. And they're doing it right in front of you right now. They've raised the price of commodities so high that people are starting to not be able to make their car payments and their mortgage payments. Now, when they start losing their properties, swoop. The billionaires, BlackRock, are going to swoop in and buy your property because Joe will own nothing and be happy because he will own it all. Hey, hello. But, uh, and that's what's going on right now, and they're doing it. Uh, the rhinos and Democrats in Washington are in lockstep because we've allowed government to get so big that it's become its own entity. I mean, uh, it's evil. It's not criminal. It's beyond criminal. This What they are doing is evil. I would like to know how that shooter got so much money that he had invested in guns and body armor because at, from what I understood, the kid was pretty much a loser. Yeah, he was bullied some, but he was. Uh, come on. I was the only white boy in an all-black ghetto school in 1970, and there were race riots 113 miles away in Detroit. I don't think he was bullied any more than I was every day. You know, I survived. You know, my generation, I'm 61 years old. You know, I was told, get tough, kid. <laughs> Adapt, improvise, and overcome. But uh, what do you think about that, brother? Well, there's a lot there. So, like, what you what do you mean specifically? Uh, the World Economic Forum. They're basically going to make us a planet full of little slaves, dirt beneath their feet. Well, that's what they want to do. That, that may be their objective, but I think that uh, a few good men may have something different to say. So I'm not sure how well their plan will go over. I hope, I hope that it doesn't for the sake of the whole world. Well, me too, brother, because I spent four years of my life defending this country, and uh, it all is going to be dependent on the midterm elections because I'm pretty sure I don't know of a whole lot of people are going to vote Democrat anymore. So uh, if they pull out surprise victories all over the country, uh, we're, we're done. We're done. Uh, it, it's a wrap. It's, I don't know if these people are going to rise up or what, you know, but uh, they want to bring a China like government around the world. And I'm sorry. If you're convicted of a crime in China, they have a 99.9% conviction rate. And when you're a criminal, you're an automatic organ donor. Mm. You don't have a say. 
for the elite. If you're a blood match, oh yeah, you're automatically guilty. You're done. Right. They want to bring that here, and uh, people just don't know. They just don't know. The information's out there, brother. Uh, love your show. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Love it. Thanks for the call. Appreciate Bye. it. All righty. Great call. Let's go to 904 down the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, how you doing? JBL? Yes, it is. Who am I speaking to? JBL. Hey, I'm, my name is Jay, and I'm calling from Northeast Florida in Jacksonville, Florida. All righty. And uh, I work for I work for a company that we do construction. We work on a Navy base called Blunt Island, B-L-O-U-N-T. For three weeks, we have been unloading uh, huge cargo ships of UN vehicles, and I don't know why. Hmm. We've been told not we, we can't take our cell phones on the base. We can't talk about stuff outside. You know, it's like so... It just makes me kind of weary. Why are we unloading all these UN vehicles? And there's that there's no there's no gun mounts or nothing on these vehicles. They're just they're like jeeps and trucks, but they're all UN. Yeah, that's that's pretty um, that's pretty interesting to say the least, uh, concerning to say the most. Um, it's a good question. It's like why unload all these things. Um, it sounds like yeah, a pre- I mean, I'm sitting, I've been with this company for eight years and we just been bringing, you know, boats back and everything back from the Middle East to, you know, clean everything from sand for the boats to everything. And now we're bringing in these big old cargo ships with UN vehicles. And right. I'm like, ah, and we're not allowed to take our phones on the base no more, which, which is something new in the past year. Right. So, I mean, that's just, uh, it just got me thinking something funny's going on, brother. That's that's definitely what it sounds like, for sure. Yeah, so anyways, by the way, ABL, I want to tell you one thing, brother. I love you. I love your show, brother. And I love the way you do it. You keep it going. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for the call. Thank you. All right, great call. Yeah, man, I don't know what's going on with that. It, it seems pretty suspicious, to say the least. You know, you can't bring your phone on base. If you can't bring your phone on base, that lets me know that there's something that they, it, you, if you have your phone, you could take a picture or take video. You could leak evidence or information to the media, and they definitely don't want that to happen. So that would be a problem. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that's kind of what's going on there. That's what it sounds like. Although I can't confirm it, obviously. This is just my opinion about what I'm hearing. So let's go to some more here. 360, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello, is this ABO? Yes, it is. Hello, Mr. Logan. My name is Sean. I'm a big fan of you. Um, sorry about that. Uh, so I was just, just watching uh, a couple of videos on TikTok, unironically, and I saw something that was rather interesting. So um, I think this guy was a staff sergeant in the Army. He was going through some facts about how the gunman of Uvalde managed to get almost $9,000 worth of guns, ammunition, and equipment. And much like what the last caller had said, no, one, no one's questioning that right now. And not only that, but media recently has been polluted 
by shootings that would normally occur within like gang violence, you know, in areas like North Philadelphia, uh, Chicago, they're starting to report on that a lot more than they were before. Uh, I just wanted to get your opinion on all of this. What do you, what do you think is going on so far? Well, there's, there's a few things there. So where do I start? You're talking about the Uvalde shooter. How was he able to get so much, uh, so many weapons and ammunition? Yeah, that'd be one of the main starting points because I've been, I've been recently just you know thinking about this stuff a lot because I'm I'm actually I'm a I'm an African American youth. I'm very like I don't believe in the government itself, but I do believe in the Second Amendment heavily because without that, I mean, how can we as a people defend ourselves? So that's right, right. Now, mm-hmm. as far as the Uvalde shooter, I don't really know. They're talking about he had a, a part-time job or a full-time job. I I don't know how he got so much so much money, but that does seem suspicious just by itself because these are not cheap things to purchase, especially not right now where sometimes there could be an ammunition shortage, but he had, I think he had two Daniel defense rifles, which are very expensive, a bunch of ammunition, probably about four or five grand worth of stuff. So that's suspicious. I'm thinking there could be other people involved with it that we don't know about yet. That could, that could come out, but I can't say that for certain right now. And what, what was your other point that you made? Well, my other point that I was making was um, just that a lot of I, I've been noticing recently on YouTube uh, in the top news trending area, a lot of shootings that would normally go um, unnoticed. Uh, like it's usually not uh, put out there in mass media. A lot of that now has um, been been like publicized, especially with a shooting that happened not too long ago in Rising at that funeral. Um, you look more into it, you realize that it was a gang shooting. And I think it was last weekend, or no, just this weekend, there was a, I think 40 people got shot and killed in Chicago, but nobody's talking about that in mass media. So my question is, what, what do you think about that? Do you think, again, this is just the big tech in, in, in news oligarchs trying to give Biden some kind of platform to stand on? Or do you think, I mean, this is just... You, you got it. You, figured, I'm, I'm, you, you, you got it. You, you had it perfect. They're giving them a platform to yeah. stand on because the whole thing right now is gun control. That's the whole thing they're trying right. to push. So now, okay, big tech and mainly mainstream media, news media, they want to highlight certain stories to give him that ability to stand on it. It's like, okay, we had a shooting in racing Wisconsin and it was at a funeral. Although those are not uncommon. Unfortunately, those happen a lot at a funeral because it, because at a funeral, you have rival gangs that come together. I've been to a funeral with armed security before because there was a threat of gang violence because of where it was at and who was involved with it. So that's not uncommon. But the media will pick it up because now it's time for gun control. So all these stories you never would see before, now they're going to be reported more and more and more to fuel that narrative, to give them validation to basically ban guns, which is the end game. They want to talk about so-called assault weapons, but really it's going to end up being weapons, period, for the average American citizen that's law-abiding, but not for the criminals or for law enforcement. Yeah, I saw that, and I saw there was, um, I have family members over in New York, and they got a a body armor ban, which is, you know, it's pretty ironic, but, you know, I mean, what do I know? I mean, I'm 20 years old, so I don't know. (laughs) I'm with you, man. All right, thank you so much for taking my call, though, sir. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Have a wonderful day. Shout out to the young man. Very professional, very poised. 20 years old. I wish, wish I could sound like that when I was 20 years old. You got a bright future ahead of you, young man. So keep on going.
All right. But yeah, they, they're pushing all these stories because now is the time for gun control. Now is the time to say, hey, here's that story, that story, that story. Gun control, gun control, gun control. That's all that it is. Like I said, I've been to a funeral with arm. I'm talking about armed security. It's a security right here with an open carry pistol, like for real. Because there's gangs. And a lot of times at these funerals and these hood funerals will get shot up. That'd be the time where the gangs can actually can they, they, they know where you're going to be, when you're going to be there. They know who's going to be there. They know all of that. And it's a way to, like, disrespect the family. That's so common. It's really unfortunate. But the media does not talk about that. So then when they do talk about it, it's like, oh, people that don't know about that think it's just so out of the way, but it's not It's not uncommon at all. Now I know you're online. I'm going to speak to Hey, Abiel. Hello. How you doing? This well. is Colleen. All righty. Can you hear me okay? I heard you well. Do you have a stream on in the background? I We turned it off. I'm oh, sorry. Okay, you're is, good. Is everything good? Well, this, this is going to be a short and sweet talk. I just wanted to give a shout out to you and just let you know that we love your program and we listen to it all the time and you're doing a great job and... I want to say, let's go, Brandon. There you go. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Bye. Bye. Now, I'm seeing some of the comments. People are asking me, do I have beef with Brandon Tatum? I would never have beef with Brandon Tatum. I would never have beef with Brandon Tatum ever in my life. Ever. I don't know where that's coming from. I guess people talking about the whole um, Uvalde shooting. I don't even really have a stance on it totally as far as the police, what they did, what they didn't do. So, I mean, I'm pretty much kind of in the middle. Now, Brandon has his stance. I trust, I would trust what he says because he was a police officer and he knows people on the ground that were there. He has inside information that I've not privy to. So I would trust what he says more than anything else. But as far as my personal opinion, I've not made that up. People just sometimes when Somebody says something they don't like, they kind of get upset and they take it personally. But I don't take anything like that personally. There's no need to do that. Not just one thing somebody says. And like I say, I'm kind of undecided myself. But to the answer to the question, I would never, ever, ever be for Brandon Tatum. That's my brother, for real. Like, seriously, I will put you in the trunk over Brandon Tatum, period. <laughs> I, you, you would go in the trunk over Tatum. And that's just facts. But I digress. Anonymous caller, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, how are you doing? I'm all right. What's happening? Uh, my name is Dofa. Your, na- your name is what now? Dofa D's Nuts. Okay. I, I, I knew that was going to be a troll. Let's go to 773. You're on the line. I'm speaking to Hey, Bia, how you doing? It's your uh, Chicago, retired Chicago policeman friend. All righty, man, what's going on? As we got through. Uh, Yeah, uh, first of all, uh, ABL, just for just the little facts, uh, last year in Chicago, there were 836 murders in 2021. 836. Most of those murders took place by criminals that 
that the laws are already on the books that they're not supposed to have guns. So the laws that they want to pass are to take the take the guns out of law-abiding citizens' hands and, you know, make it impossible for you to defend yourself. Simple as that. That's what they're trying to do. Absolutely. You know, so so far this year, there's been 258 murders in Chicago. There's been five in June already. It's only four days in June. We still have Friday night and Saturday night to go. So that'll probably double right there. So there's a problem with that. Now, I'm glad, and I didn't expect anything less from you. I'm glad you waited to find out all the facts when it comes to, you know, the narrative that the police shot an unarmed uh, pregnant female uh, as if we're just out there trying to murder people. You know, she obviously had a gun. She still has it in her hand. I'm not going to wait for her to shoot me or shoot my, any of my partners. And they shot her. She didn't, she survived. We had every right to shoot her, but be on the, the black lives matter. People that were out there, even after they were shown the evidence of, of the, of the woman with, with the gun in her hand, they didn't care. Some of them said, I, I don't care what happened. You know, you're killing people out here and you have to take them in safely, safely. They're the ones making it unsafe. She made it unsafe for herself by just not giving up and and doing what she's supposed to do. So there's, you know, and I love the way the media just runs with that. They love that. There was a shooting last year and now it's just starting to come to the courts right now here in Chicago and then, and the headline was, please shoot and kill 13-year-old, right? Unarmed 13-year-old. Mm-hmm. But the actual facts are, the body camera shows that, it, by the way, that 13-year-old was out at 2 o'clock in the morning. That 13-year-old, it shows that he was running with a gun. So the police are chasing him. And, and by the way, we, uh, the police responded to shots fired. So that whether it was shot in the air or shot at somebody, there were shots fired from that weapon. He's running down the alley, this 13 year old at two o'clock in the morning. The police are chasing him while he has the gun in his hand. Then the body camera shows that he's next to a fence and he quickly turns around and his hands are empty and the police had shot him. The decision to shoot him was already made once he stopped and now he's about to turn around and face me. Right. What they didn't show, but what they did not show, even now they're not showing this on the news, is that in the alley, there, he stopped by a fence that has a parking uh, slab on it. And there was a, a camera, a ring doorbell camera, pointing right to that where that shooting was. And it shows the young, the young kid, this 13-year-old, it shows him run up to that fence with the gun in his hand. And just before he spins around, he threw the gun behind the wooden fence so you couldn't see. And he quickly turns around and faces the officer. So, you know, anybody would think that the kid still has the gun in his hand, which he did not. The body camera shows he didn't have a gun in his hand. But I already made, he had a gun in his hand one second ago. It's almost like a magic trick where, you know, uh, boom, I, I threw the gun and you didn't see me throw the gun and I spin around. You think I have the gun in your hand? Boom, I pulled the trigger 
and the gun is right there next to the fence. So, but the news didn't show that. The news is not showing that footage. They showed it once, but they're not showing it again. So it's, you know, it just keeps showing that the kid turns around with no gun in his hand and he's shot and killed. So, you know, all these people, you know, want to believe what they want to believe until the footage comes out, the whole story comes out. That's what you have to wait on. One more thing, if I may, uh, ABL, I won't take much of your time. The Uvalde thing. The Chicago, and I'm not going to defend the police just because I was the police for many years. Because where I worked, I saw a lot of fear in police officers' officers' eyes when they came to work in my district. You know, it's a, it was a very dangerous place to work. And sometimes you see the fear in people's eyes. But the thing about the Uvalde uh, situation is that here in Chicago, over my career as a policeman, the active shooter uh, general orders, that's our instructions of what to do and how to do it, that those have changed over time, many times. They, you know, things have been added to it. Now, the general order in Chicago for active shooter reads, when you get there and you hear gunfire, you must go in. Simple as that. You must go in. You know, that Uvalde is a small town. They're going to second guess themselves. The way that a place like Chicago or New York or Los Angeles has come about the way they do things is from trial and error. Simple as that is from trial and error. And you can't wait for somebody to bring a, you know, bulletproof uh, uh, shield and all that. You have to go in and look for the guy. Simple as that. Now, maybe you want to go in with a couple people because a couple cars might show up. And they have trained us and showed us, you know, one guy faces forward, one guy faces backwards. And if you have four guys, each guy faces sideways, and you go in and go towards the shots and try to, you know, eliminate the threat. So they made mistakes. No doubt they probably made mistakes. But that mother that went in, she might have heard gunfire. That that gunfire might have been coming from the police shooting at the guy. Yeah. Maybe the guy was already done doing his killing and he was barricading himself and shooting at the police and they were shooting back and no kids were, were no longer in, in jeopardy. So you can't really jump the gun there, but I'm not defending anybody. I don't know what, what happened in that school and the timeline of that school. So that's why I'm also not mad at officer Tatum, which many people are. I've read the things, you know, I've read his comments and people have, you know, uh, unsubscribe to his channel. I understand people don't like the police. People don't like former police. They don't like the police. And I do understand that, you know, but if it, without the police, the criminals would do whatever they want. And that's what you're seeing now when there's no consequence, criminals do what they want. Good luck to everybody. Good luck to everybody. By If you don't want the police around, right on. try to handle it yourself, especially Try to handle it without any firearms because they're going to take that away from you. So thanks very much for letting me uh, go off a little bit longer than usual. ABL love your channel. I always watch your weekly, um, you know, posts. I watch every single video that you do. So then I'm prepared when I come here. Uh, people are probably tired of my gravelly voice, but that's just me. So thanks a lot. ABL just love, love your show. Love your channel. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All right, great call. Great, great call.
Let's go to six six nine in the line. How much we get to? Six six nine. Hello. All right. Can't get no. Can't get no cold feet now. Let's to Let's go to two four zero. You don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Two four zero. Hello. Hello. Yes. You're on the line. Yeah, that cop was a piece of shit. You can go suck my dick. All righty. Let's go to. Let's try to. Let's try the next one. Call you on last week or two, six, six, nine. Uh, ABL. Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Is this ABL? Yes, it is. No, I'm not seeing it. Okay. Okay. You can't watch the stream because there's, there's a delay. So turn it off in the background. Just talk to me on the phone. Oh, okay. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, well, man. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm my name's Kevin. Alrighty, what's going on? Hey, I'm from California. You know, this whole thing in California is just messed up. I'm a veteran. My leg is lost through uh Afghanistan, but I can't freaking get a job. I've been trying and trying and I can't get a job, so I just don't get it. Well, I mean what are you trying? What kind of job are you trying to get? Anything. I will. Obviously, I can't lift a lot of heavy stuff, but uh, phones, anything. And uh, they hear that I'm a veteran and they hear that I'm 57 years old. They say, oh, uh, okay, we'll call you back. And they never do. I see. I understand. And you, you live in where now in California? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that could be part of it. Are you able to be mobile and move around? Yeah, yeah. I, I walk like uh, two or three miles a day. So. No, I mean, I'm, as far as, I got to be more specific. I'm talking, like, are you able to move out of California? Oh, mm-hmm. not right now, no. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not really sure what the solution to that would be. Maybe people that are in California can help you that are in the in the chat. I'm not sure what the, yeah, because California. Man, I've been trying and trying. Yeah, I understand. I, I, I understand. Okay. Like maybe people can help you that are here because people that you know, maybe somebody hires veterans that is here in this community that can help. I don't really know California like that to, you know, give you any kind of suggestions. But that's all I really have. No, for I hear you. I hear you. No, no, no. And I've talked to tons and tons of people here, and they say, "Oh, you have." Uh, they call it Calpers out here, which is like a retirement plan, and uh, I get fifteen hundred a month. And uh, thank God for my son who helps me. But, uh, man. Yeah. So hopefully. I don't know. Yeah, ho- don't hopefully know. it works out, you know. But California, it's that's it's a mess, man. So hopefully everything works out, man. But thank you for your call. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, Anthony. I love your show, by the way. Thank you. Appreciate you. Uh-huh. Bye. Yeah. California, man, if anybody says they're having issues in California, my first immediate reaction is it's time to go ahead and bounce, leave about of California. That'd be what I, what I would say. So let's go to 860, you're on the line, who am I speaking to? Hey, BL, it's Sonia, how are you? I'm well, about yourself, it's been a while. 
Yeah, it's been a while. Well, since it's I want you to know who I'm sleeping with and what I identify, including inanimate objects months, I'm just here wondering if we spray-painted every firearm in rainbow colors in honor of Pride Month, will they leave the guns alone? <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good question. They might decide to uh, leave them alone at that point because now they're part of the LGBT community, and it's fine. Speaking of, I'm not sure if it's a Photoshop meme, but it looks like they added the Ukraine colors to the already vomit-inducing flag. Have you seen it? I have seen that, and... You know, at, at this point, I can't tell the difference sometimes between meme and reality because it's kind of like mm-hmm. one of the same. Satire or facts. And, you know, when the new press secretary spoke recently, I heard her talk more about what they're doing for the alphabet community this month than I did about the details about the baby formula shortage. Right. That's 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 correct. She kept saying that they were going to do this for the LGBTQ elemental P plus plus. And uh, in, I guess in response to what the red states were doing, as if they're doing something to take away their rights, which I don't understand because when it comes to the love is love, we just want equal rights and be able to get married crowd. What does it have to do with the kids? Did you see the article from Rebel News where they were bringing kids into a gay ball, calling it Drag the Kids to Pride event? Um, I, I'm not sure if I saw that one, but... It's to the point now where all these things like that, they kind of just run together. What does it have to do with minors? And I think it was in North Carolina, if I recall. A pre-K teacher was using um, the LGBT flashcards, um, and one of the images was of a pregnant man to teach colors. It's, it's crazy. It's just totally crazy. It's just so frustrating because as a parent, I feel like we're being attacked from all angles. For example... I hear that they're pushing to get the jabs approved for the kids under five. I'm not convinced that the mask rule will come back because I don't trust these politicians. Um, And then I don't know if they're going to teach gender studies. Yeah, I can't even really, like all of that's happening. It's it's pretty crazy. No, because you hear hear about it happening in places where you don't think it's going to happen. States like Iowa and I think Montana was another. Um, that they're, you think their policies are going to be a little bit more, I guess, traditional. And then now, of course, with the security measures, they don't care about security at the schools. And I don't understand why they always try to lump people who are for the 2A, you know, who are pro-guns, as also not caring about kids being shot by mentally ill people. Right, exactly. It's two separate things. Anyway... I'm just grateful that I'm able to homeschool right now, and that's why I just wanted to reach out to any parents in the chat who are doing it or thinking about doing it because everybody's from all different places. And, um, yeah, I'm here on YouTube and on Instagram, so feel free, you know, whoever's listening, if you're not sure what to do because, like I said, it's it's coming from all angles. If it's not what they're teaching, it's the COVID rules, and now we have to worry about these um, suspicious mass shootings. Right, exactly. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll keep listening. Thanks for taking my call, Abel. Until the next time. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. You're welcome. Bye. All righty. Great call, and we got the lines blowing up. Let's go to... Call you on line speaker to 917. Uh, yeah, how you doing? Uh, what, well, man? From, um... I'm David. 
David Delgado from Florida, Orlando, Florida. All righty. Yeah, um, I just want to talk about that administration is out there today. All they do is point fingers and blame everybody else instead of taking uh, accountability, you know? Right. And, um, you know, like, I understand, like, every administration that first came into office always gets, you know, the odd end of the previous administration, you know? I mean, no administration is perfect, you know, but um, but the thing is about time that they start doing something about it instead of just blaming everybody else. It's like, you know, it's ridiculous. You know, um, the gas prices are high, blame Putin. You know, uh, the inflation, blame the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, every... I, I, I'm I'm just so fed up with everything. You know, it's like it, it keeps going this way. It just looks so dark. You know, it looks really dark. And um, you know, like the people. Another thing, like the thing with the with with, with the arms. Um, you know, they they. It doesn't matter if if they take all the guns away. That's not going to stop the criminals from getting guns. You know, uh, the only people that's going to have guns is the government and the criminals. You know, then what happens to, you know, the law by citizens? You know, it, it's just crazy. It's just one thing after another. You know, this is where this country is going to. Um, again, it's just so dark and it could be really scary. You know? Yeah, definitely. It definitely can I be mean, very scary. Yeah. I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm in the process of pursuing a, a, an arm. Cause you know, I just feel like I, I gotta protect my family, you know. And um, again, it's just you know, it's uh, it's it's scary. You gotta take you know, you gotta be take precautions. You know, it's about protecting your family and and your loved ones, you know, your friends, people that you care about, you know, and even even people that you don't care about, you know. Like I remember when I was a kid, man, I used to sleep on a five skate. You know, you can leave the door open. If if I did something wrong, by the time I got home, my parents already knew. Right. You know, those days, those days are gone. You know, it's like it's just, you know, uh, <laughs> it's like they they talk about like the end days. They're here. They're here. They're sure here. You know, but um, I I, I love your show. Um. Um, I follow you. Now I would like to support you, but you know that that's another thing. Like you know, with um, you know, um, <clears throat> with the inflation that's going on, and and um, you know, like if, you know, we're headed towards a recession. You know, and it's crazy. I've been waiting. I, I caught the COVID, and I was in the hospital for like a month. You know, they had me on the machine and everything. You know, and uh, I survived, but I've been having like side effects. You know, ever since, you know, and um, I, I filed for um, for SSI, and I've been, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. You know, so you know, I, I where's my money? You know, like they took. I, I, I'm I'm 64 years old. You know, and I work I work a good over 40 years of my life. I work, and uh, they they took money out of my paycheck every week. You know, so I, I want my money. You know. 
And it's like, you know, they just hold him back, hold him back. And it's all about the money. It's all about having power. And, and you know, by the way, I'm not picking any side, Democrat, Republican, because I'm going to tell you, when, when the Republicans are in there, when they had the Senate and the House, they didn't do nothing. They didn't do nothing at all. And all they do is point fingers at each other and blah, 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 blah and nothing gets done. You know? So it's like, it's, again, it's just so scary, you know, and it could be um, discouraging to a lot of people, you know. But, um, you know, I, I, I like listening to your show and, you know, you um, earlier you mentioned um, um, Tatum. Yeah. I also follow him and, yeah. You know, you need more people like, like you guys that, you know, call it out the way it is. You know, what happened to those days when you can argue your case and, if you didn't agree, you know, okay, fine, you know, let's go have a beer, you know, and laugh about it. Those, you know, those days are gone. I'm telling you. And and and, and now in the midterms, if 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 um, you know, if, if at least you know you could see some some you know light at the end of the tunnel, but if they don't get you know at least you know the Senate back, you know, it's it's this it's just gonna keep going downhill. You know, so, you know, I just hope that, I hope they get the Senate and the House back, you know, and maybe they can restore something, you know, because, um, you know, the, uh, again, I'm not picking sides, but the left is just too far left, you know, too far left, you know, but, um, you know, that's, so I'm, I'm glad that you listen to me. I just want to kind of like get that off my chest, you know, thank you for everything. And I love your show. And, Let's keep doing what you're doing, man. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right, man. Take care. All right. Shout out to the caller. And let's go to 828. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, hi there. This is Janie from North Carolina. How are you? I'm well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I just wanted to make a comment. I saw where uh, that guy said that they were unloading... Um, UN trucks. I did see a video about um, the Bilderberg Group is going to be meeting in Washington, D.C. this summer. So they may be in there to protect D.C. But uh, about the shooting there in Texas, I wasn't sure if that was a, a democratically uh, police department, you may call it. I believe that something's just really fishy. I really do. The guy that couldn't get that kind of money, if he had stole it from his mom, she probably would have been, he stole my money and bought these guns, but she hasn't done that yet. And that all of these mass shooters, they said uh, they had one thing in common. All of them were on some kind of antidepressant or another kind of medication. And I do believe that the MK Ultra stories that we hear about, they're true. And how they can just get in touch with these people and they got a trigger word. And they go and do what they're told to do. And it doesn't matter that they get killed because, you know, it's not, you know, they're like machines. Mm-hmm. So there's just something, something's just not right about that. And, um, also about the guns. You know what? 
if every police department in every little city would just go through their records, and if you have committed a crime with a deadly weapon, you do a surprise visit and search those homes and take the guns away from the criminals. Why in the, why in the world would you take them away from law-abiding citizens and let the criminals have them? So then the whole United States would just absolutely fall apart if only uh, the politicians' bodyguards, the police, and the criminals have guns. But they could, every little city could do their little court there. They could get a lot of guns off the streets and leave the rest of us alone. Because I think they're wanting to start a civil war. It will become a civil war when they start trying to take people's guns, even if the UN is in here. But I love your show. I love that you're truthful. You got a great group of people in the chats. And uh, I really appreciate you. Thank you for your call. I and appreciate I'll you. Talk to you. I'll talk to you later. All righty. Bye-bye. All right, a great call. Let's get to some more here. Let's go to 304. You don't know who I'm speaking to. Hey, this is Jeff from West Virginia, ABL. How you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good, man. Can't complain about yourself. Well, no, I don't have a comedy skit lined up for tonight. Is that okay? Can I still talk, or do I need to just go ahead and hang it up? No, it's all good, man. You're you good to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you had a caller last week. got me to thinking, ABL. Uh, she was talking about uh, what are they teaching kids in school during these uh, shooting events to hide? And she was talking about uh, the study and about teaching them to run. Yeah, let me. You want to you want to make them run? Get your kids to running away from that situation, everybody. And ABL, he, he can tell you about what I'm about to speak on. You know, when I hunted here when I was younger in West Virginia, I could kill three or five deer in a season. And deer are everywhere around here. They'd be able to testify to that. You know, it's not that I'm some super hunter, but I mean my neighbors could do that. So when I'd go through the woods and I'd be stalk hunting ABL, and you'd come across a group of, say, four or five deer, there were two types of deer for this purpose, ones that ran and one that stood there. Which one do you think I shot more of? The one that stood still? There you go. Don't, don't make them stand still. Listen, every gun has an effective range. If you were not in the effective range of that gun, you cannot be a target. That's right. Run. And I think the parents, you need to talk to your school board, number one, about uh, getting yourselves as parents elected onto the board and getting them off there. Xbox Ranger, uh, I know you're listening. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, we need a school uniform. And it needs to be, say, black or drab green or brown, which would make this running much more effective. Why are deer here in North America brown? Why are zebra black and white striped? Because when they all take off running together, they're at different depths, but they're all the same color, and it makes it hard to pick one out of the crowd. Right. And I'm not saying, you know, and I'm not saying I want to see any more of these, but we need to be prepared for it. We need to teach these kids to run. Exactly. So, well, I guess I'm going to let you off here since I didn't write up a comedy skit <laughs> tonight, ABL, but uh, I'm in here in the bedroom. Tonight. I've got a couple of people in the living room watching you, and I thought they'd come over and enjoy your show tonight. So give them a big hello, and uh, maybe I'll write you up a comedy skit here in a week or two and call back. All right, now, thank you for the call. Hey, y'all, I'm glad y'all watching.
All right. Be good, man. We'll talk to y'all later. I know. Great call. But yeah, the whole thing about the um the school uniform makes a lot of sense. You, you can't pick anybody out. It's all it's chaos and confusion. Yeah, definitely. You, you don't want to just stand still. Just like, I mean, it's it's a natural instinct. Whenever you hear a gunshot, if you are in a crowd and guns start going off, my first instinct is to get down, first of all, get down and get away. I'm not trying to be right where the gunshot's going off. I'm trying to get down and get away. And if I'm with someone, I need to protect them, make sure they're straight. But if it's just me by myself and I'm just walking in the crowd and bang, 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 I'm getting, getting, getting low, getting low because a lot of times the gunshots are going to be at someone's, just somebody's arm being pointed out directly. So somebody's five foot nine or whatever, it'd be like right around the five foot mark, I guess you would say. So if you get low, you're able to get down below it and then get away. That's that's just really what it is. All right. So 702, you don't learn who I'm speaking to. Hey, you're talking to David, uh, ABL. How you doing? I'm well, man. How about yourself? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. I, I try to call in every so often when I get a chance. And, man, I always get through real quick. So I think that's a good thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man. Um, you, you've had some calls tonight of uh, some some uh, troll people. Uh, never, never heard that in the show ever, uh, like you've had tonight, man. That's kind of strange. Um, but, no, I was calling you since it's Pride Month. I figured I wanted to touch on that topic for a second. Um, with all the stuff going on with, you know, the, the bullets being rainbow and this and that and the other thing. And um, I, I just wanted to, you know, get your take. Oh, by the way, I, I mentioned to you last week about the thing of the uh, Texas shooter um, talking to the guy on, on one of the chat boards or something with the New York one, and that they were both talking to an, an FBI, an ex, a retired FBI or something. I don't know if you ever checked up on that or not. Have you ever got a chance to, to nah. check up on that? If that was any, if there was any truth to any of that? Yeah, I've not touched up on that yet, but I, I need to because I was very interested. I, I I saw something about that, but I didn't look too into it too deeply yet. Yeah, you know where where there's smoke, there's fire. So I, whenever you hear weird things like that, you know, um, you always got to at least take it. You know, obviously, you know, don't want to go conspiracy theorist, but in the same token, you know, if, if there's something out there, it's not impossible. I mean. Because like now it's coming out that the kid had all this money and stuff, and it's like, well, you know, who gave him that money? Who funded him for for that? If, if that was if there was a reason behind it, so I don't know. Just just to check on that, but um, yeah, with the with the Pride Month thing, man, you know, I I deal with a lot of people. I'm an entertainer out here in Vegas, and you know, I deal with a lot of people in in the LGBT community. Um, and at the end of the day, ABL, all these people uh, don't agree with a lot of the things that are going on. It's a very small group of people that are very loud. They make a lot of noise. And so it's been taken as though that's the entire LGBT community and things like that. But a lot of people in the, in the community, in the trans community even, don't agree with a lot of the things going on, myself included. I, we, we don't agree with a lot of this stuff, you know? And, and um, I always think when the pendulum swings in the other direction, there's going to be hell to pay because, you know, when Harvey Milk and all the all, all the original things that were going on, they were fighting for just equality. Now it's not no longer about equality. Now it's like domination. And when that pendulum, because the pendulum, you know, swings one direction, it has to swing in the other. When that comes back around, 
these people don't realize that now the things that they claim were happening to them, you know, oh, discrimination and this and that, when that pendulum comes back in the other direction, they're going to cause it and people are going to start hating them. They're going to start not supporting them. They are going to start, you know, being defensive and all those things, you know, it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And these people don't realize, just like this Leah Thomas uh, swimmer uh, dude, you know, honestly, the best thing that could happen is that this whole thing would be a ruse. I, I, I would, if I could, I would do that, you know, make, make the whole thing, swim, win all these meets, defeat all these women. And at the end of the whole thing, come out and go, gotcha. Look right. what I did. Look right. what I got away with. Look what you people allowed me to get away with. You know, and then make it a whole big gotcha thing. That would be great. I don't think that's what's going to happen. But I mean, this person's going to end up being hated at, at some point. And if if the only way to clear your name at that point, honestly, I would probably turn around and go, hey, hey, this was my uh, my whole plan was just to get you people to do all these stupid things, allow me to do all this, destroy all these women in these competitions, and look what you did. I gotcha. You know, that that's the only, and then it would be a hero. Because, I, I mean, at that point, this, you know, this dude would be a hero. Everybody would be like, oh, my God, you know, like, look what we've done. Look what we created. That would be great. I don't think that's the case, but that would be awesome. But like I said, all this Pride Month thing, all these companies, the, the gay community realizes that they just want the gay dollar. That's it. They don't really care. You know, they don't care about anything with the gay community. I mean, otherwise, I mean, other than Pride Month, what happens, ABL? At the end of the month, what? We all, everybody goes back to being ashamed? Come on. You know, <laughs> that's not the way it works. You know, and so when I'm hearing all this stuff going on, when that day comes, when the pendulum swings in the other direction, a lot of these people, you know, they're, they're going to they're gonna regret it big time because then all these things w are becoming true. Look what they're teaching the kids. Look at the transgender movement trying to, like, do everything to kids. Now, now they're messing with the kids. That's a problem. That's a big problem. And everybody can be coached. Nobody addresses it directly. And I, that, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you about this right now, because I know there's a lot of listeners out there and people have common sense, man. You can look at the crazy eyes of some of these people. Uh, Matt Walsh, I think. Matt Walsh is his name. He just did that thing. Um, I don't know if you've watched it, the documentary. Um, yeah. What is a woman? You look at these doctors and stuff. Man, you don't have to do a background check. You don't have to... Look at the crazy eyes. That's real. People have crazy eyes, you know? I mean, it's like there is such a thing. You just have to look at them and you go, how are you a doctor? Like, you don't look well. Right. So, you know, um, do, do people have any common sense anymore where, I mean, are they watching this stuff and just looking at the people that are being interviewed and just go, clearly you're not well. You know, I mean, oh, by the way, here's a gun. Because I can tell you're not well. Here's a gun. So... But you know what I mean? It's like you can tell a lot of these people just by looking at them. that They're not okay. There are a lot of problems. And mental health was the topic uh, right when that happened. I, I did a, a thing because I have a, a YouTube thing, and so I did a, a video on it. And they, people talked about it for like a day or two. Well, I'm sorry. Call her. I'm call her, call her, I, got, I got like limited time, so I don't mean to cut you here. Sorry, brother. Sorry, sorry <laughs> about that, man. But hey, I love the show. Good talking to you. And, um, you know, talk to you another time. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. I thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. If you enjoy what you're hearing thus far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. But yeah, it's a whole lot happening.
all over the place. There, there is a lot going on, and that is for sure. And the calls are coming in fast and furious, so y'all please hold tight. Now I'm seven. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? I don't know what, I don't know what that was. <laughs> All right, let's let's not have that happen. Let's RP headphone users. Caller, you're on the line. I'm speaking to nine one seven. Hi, ABL. Hello, what's going on? This is Corinne from uh, NYC. All righty, what's happening? You know, you had a dude, a gentleman that just called up. He was saying that not everybody in the LGB community is on board with all this trans stuff, or extreme, far, far out trans stuff. I definitely agree with that. Uh, that is that is facts. I have friends in New in NYC that are gay. It's weird to say straight gay, but just like regular gay male and lesbian woman. Um, and they have mentioned to me that this, they're not on board with like some of this stuff. They think my lesbian friend, she said she doesn't like the idea of being lumped in like with this pride month into people that are like trying to push for, what do they call them? Minor, minor attracted person. Mm, yeah. <laughs> She's like, she's not okay with being lumped in with this group of extreme people that are trying to, you know, groom children. She's not doing that. She just has her girlfriend and that's it. Like, she's not trying to push anything onto children or she's not okay. You know, my gay friend, he's not okay with the bathroom stuff. He's like, nah, I'm not okay with women having to go into bathrooms with, with men, <laughs> you know? So they're, they're really not fully on board just because they happen to be gay or lesbian so that is that's true they're not everybody's like celebrating this whole extreme trend transsexual stuff yeah that, that's right that's right I've, I've heard that a lot from people that are on, on that side on the lgbt side but i just wish they were more yeah. vocal because we need a lot more of that because the problem is the the vocal people are the ones that are behind all this that's right it's isn't it always that way it's always the small group that's super crazy loud <laughs> and everybody else is just scared and they don't want to speak out so in nyc i still can't believe it i'm born and raised in new york but there's i thought we were so tough but nope people are scared they don't want to speak up they, they don't want to you know have people think they're this whatever label you want to call them fascist blah 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 anti-trans anti-vax blah 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 so yeah the, the thing is i hear them my lesbian and gay friends they tell me they say, I can't stand all this stuff. I think it's crazy. It's too far. But they don't speak up in with their other friends or their trans friends or whatever because they don't want to be called out or feel like they're against LGB community, you know. So it's, it's upsetting. But, yeah, people silence themselves. That's right. So I just wanted to say you're doing a great job, and I just wanted to call in to say that. And also... A while ago, I ordered a beanie from you when it was cold out here. Mm -hmm. The beanie that that says um, "Let's Go Brandon." Yeah. And I was, <laughs> I was wearing. It's cute. It's a cute little gray beanie I, I ordered from you. I was wearing it out here because uh, you know it's crazy out here. Like you know, similar to California. Like if you if you're wearing something that says uh, something against Biden, it's like you get uh, a lot of looks. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but I told myself I'm only five. 
foot three, you know, I was like, I'm going to do it. I was like, I'm not afraid. I'm going to do it because even if it's just one person <laughs> that sees me wearing it and they, they, they're, they're scared to speak out, but they really feel like that. And they're like, oh, yeah. I was like, I'm just going to wear it for that one. Even if it's just one person that, that feels good to see another person wearing it, I'm going to do it for them because I'm not scared. I'm not scared to do it. So I, I was walking around my Let's Go Brandon hat. I got a lot of looks on the train at first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people like looking at me, trying to give me hard looks. And I'm just like, what? You know, I'm wearing the hat. What? So one one day I went uh, I passed by a train and the con- the guy in the train, he was working there. He's an MTA worker, Spanish dude. He goes, yo, I love your hat. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I love your beanie. And, and I got in the train in the car, in the car where he was. And he opens the door, you know, in between the riding. And he's talking to me. He's just telling, he's like, yo, he's like telling me about how his mom, she's on another level. She was like saying, she's like voting Democrat all her life. And she's never, she voted for Biden. She would vote for Biden again, as long as they, they get to keep Trump out. And he's just saying how he's trying to educate his family as Latino. And he, he, he was just like really appreciating that I wore that hat. And he was like, wow. And I even gave him your name. I said, look up this dude, ABL, check him out. You know, I always tell, uh, especially Latino and, and black men, I always tell them to check you out and Brendan Tatum, Ben Shapiro too, because, you know, everybody likes different styles. So uh, he really appreciated that. And he felt like he was heard. He was like, thank God. He's like, I feel like I'm a crazy person at my job. He's like, I try to tell them little things about the truth about the Democratic Party, but they don't want to hear it. So he was like, thank God I see you and that you're wearing that hat and that you told me about ABL and everything. Well, that's, that's a great story. Love to hear it. You're able to, you know, have that conversation, spread the message. I'm loving it. That's fantastic. Thank you. Just from wearing your beanie, just from walking around the streets of New York City with that beanie in the winter and then in the fall and the winter. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay, thanks, thanks, ABL. Have a good night. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. Great caller. Shout out to the caller. Shout out. I, I love that story. That was a really good story. All right, Victor, what's going on? Hey, thanks for taking my call. No problem. Hey, you know what, what ignorant versus ignorant means, right? I've, I've heard that before, yeah. Yeah, well, for people don't know don't know what's the difference between ignorant and ignorant. I just give an example. Uh, the college students that don't know the geography, that's ignorant. Mm-hmm. The Amber Heard and Johnny Depp uh, trial, that's ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> Reason why I said that because I saw the most ignorant thing I've ever seen: the Last Supper grill all over the teeth. Wait a minute. So it was like some some gold teeth you could just put into your mouth and it had the Last Supper like engraved into it or something? Well, it wasn't gold, but the Last Supper was engraved. It was a white background. <laughs> oh, man. That's I, I mean, what are, what, what are we going to do next? I mean, that's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. And also the same person had on the bottom diamond teeth, but with the hand of God and Adam touching each other. <laughs> it's like sir just just get a painting why put that in your teeth i mean i don't i don't get it <laughs> yeah, so uh any anyways i want to talk about sports 
the Wimbledon is about to come up. Did you hear that they banned Russian Russian tennis players? Um, no, I didn't hear that. Yeah, they banned Russian t- tennis play- players, as well as another country. I think what's it, that country that starts with a B? Belarus. Yeah, they banned they banned players from Belarus and Russia because of the Ukraine war. Yeah, you know, because of the Ukraine war. I'm glad that people like Novak Djokovic spoke up against against Wimbledon for doing that because you're basically you're creating rad- radicals because yeah. you're banning people who are not really representing the country. I understand with FIFA where they banned Russia because they represent the country, but something like like Wimbledon or even in in I think it's in England where they banned a Russian opera singer because she wouldn't talk against her country. You're doing this to people who's not really representing the country. You're creating these radicals. Yeah, it's crazy because it's like, okay, if someone hates Trump or they hate Biden, and now they want to attack me as an American because of the president, it's like, look, I didn't, I didn't even vote for this guy. Why are you attacking me? I have nothing to do with it. The, the actions of my country are not my fault. So it's crazy that they're doing it. Yeah, and and I I did talk to some people at my job that mentioned how people from Europe were attacking any American that because of Trump when they did not vote for Trump. Right. Crazy. (laughs) The the, uh, Colin Kaepernick, you heard about him trying out for the Raiders. Um, I know I I didn't I know he tried out for the Raiders. I heard he was trying to get back into the league, but. That's that's funny. Yeah, he tried out for the Raiders. I they say that he did good. I don't know if they're going to sign him because they haven't done anything yet. But what Warren Moon talked about it. He he basically disrespected Colin Kaepernick when he said mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah, Colin Kaepernick. I think he's good. They could make a Tim Tebow package. <laughs> <laughs> that's that is that's funny. It. That's disrespectful. You really know about Tim Tebow' career in the NFL. (laughs) Also, the last one. There's there. You remember I told you about the NIL? We talked about the NIL some few months ago. Yeah, where the college players will get paid from their likeness. Yeah, yeah. Now they they're accusing schools like University of Southern California of poaching players. Recently, they got a very good wide receiver from the University of Pittsburgh to transfer to them. This word that he's getting $3.5 million. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and now, because, because of that, they're trying to go to the Congress to say that we try to put restrict, we need to put restrictions on this oh. because the NCAA is not doing anything. You know why the NCAA is not doing anything? Because the same people that was arguing for the players to get paid, the main argument say they didn't get paid their worth, went to the federal government to say that, to get Supreme Court to say that what NCAA is doing is wrong. And now you expect the NCAA to do something when you basically knew them and you're going back to the federal government to try to restrict the players and prevent them from what they actually owe. Yeah, see, this this is gonna this is gonna be kind of sticky, and I saw it from the beginning because now, it's you have no more amateurism. You are gonna have guys that go from team to team, 
trying to get that money is, you know, it's, it's going to be like just another NBA or NFL, like a, a minor NBA or NFL, like the, like a, a, a G League or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I would say go ahead and do it because the main argument was they need to get paid what they're owed. Not that not you're not saying that. Well, NCAA need to relax their restrictions of them getting a job. They need to receive some type of compensation. You you are arguing that they need to get paid what they're owed. They finally get paid what they're owed. Now you want to restrict them from getting paid what they're owed. You went to the government to try to get these players paid. Now you're going back to the government to prevent them from getting paid. How backward is that? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right. Bye. Yeah, the whole NIL thing in college where you get these players. So if you're gonna if you if you wanna know what the NIL is, basically, um college, I guess you would say, um, not not semi pro, but college uh, athletes, basketball, football, whatever, they're able to get paid from their likeness, essentially. So if there's merchandise is being sold, things of that nature, they're able to get paid from that. But that's gonna that's gonna be a big can of worms. The can of worms is already open and the worms are crawling. So now we got problems. Four eight zero, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, how's it going? It's all good about yourself. Doing pretty excellent, man. I uh I had an interesting story I, I haven't seen much coverage on. I just wanted to bring to uh somebody's attention who is uh, a more conservative individual and I know you're uh, a more important one that has some attention that might help this story. Okay. So, uh, in Minnesota, they had a, uh, situation where there was, there were, they offered, uh, uh, a kids to come visit and see people doing drag. Now we've seen stories similar to this on the, in Duluth, Minnesota, just last month on the 15th, they invited these kids to, uh, a gay bar. They said it was a dry bar. And in the video or on the pamphlet, there was, there was uh, pictures of child, children's toys on the invite. And when the video came out, um, if you look up on Twitter right now, I just posted a video, uh, kids at a gay bar. I'm sure it'll come right up. Um, they're handing money to these people. And this just does wait, not wait, sit wait, right wait, for one. Wait, wait, wait. So who's handing money to who? So the children are actually in this video handing money to the trans dancers. <sighs> I, I just, in real life. I'm, I'm just so confused. It's, that's, that's crazy. I'm so, and it's like having to share the story with another individual alone, like that's a shocking story to share. And for it to be a real story, that's more shocking. And for it to be a real story where people aren't following up on this because I'm in a socialist liberal extremist town of Duluth, Minnesota, where this stuff thrives. These people are, it's a college town uh, where this happened. And these people are, this is, this is their music. This is what I, I, it's sad to even have to say that. Like I, I'm a fan. My family is from this place when, when this is the actions of people in the area that, and, and they're bringing their kids to this as well. Um, again, if you, if you look up, uh, Kids at a gay bar, or kids gay bar, you'll see, I put just posted on Twitter, you should be able to see this video of them dancing. I'm not sure if you have Twitter handy, but yeah, um, I'm sure you can, also maybe you can find the story. Uh, maybe I can send you some links as well if you would like. 
Yeah, I, I've I've seen I've seen some like little stuff. I've not really looked into it too deep, but I'm familiar with what's going on. Yeah, it's really sad because I I don't I, you try to you know the world we live in is already so wild and people talk about uh, grooming the children and I'm I'm not sure if you saw the Matt Walsh documentary that just came out. Uh, what is a woman? But I've, I've uh, not seen that. Yet, but I heard about it. questions. Yeah, definitely. Um, did you happen to see that documentary by chance? I've not seen it yet, but I've seen some of the clips. I've not seen the full documentary yet. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, if yeah, if, uh, I'll send you a link, um, and maybe you can follow up with a more, uh, more in-depth analysis. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Well, I appreciate you, sir. Thank you very much. You have a wonderful night. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. I, I saw some of that with the whole trans. It, it's, it's a mess. All right. Oh, and, and the number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. If you enjoy what you're hearing thus far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And I'll wait for a little bit. But yeah, it, it's to the point where some of this stuff I, I hear about and I see, I don't even want to really, I don't even want to really cover it, kind of, or I'm afraid to, because, you know, when I cover these stories, I got to download the video, right? I, I got to download the video and I don't really want that on my hard drive. So it's like, you got to just kind of make sure that everything's above board and everything's legal. It's crazy. Four one six and allow him to speak it to. It's cigar box. How you doing, Anthony? Oh well, man, can't complain about yourself. Uh, just wonderful. Uh, <laughs> I um, was noticing Lori Lightfoot, and she pointed something out that just kind of made me think. Um, she was out there chewing out somebody as usual and telling him you're going to get the cops to throw him out of a press conference. <laughs> But before that, somebody was mentioning, you know, you are driving this city into further crime. You're promoting crime. And she, she started spouting off statistics. And all I could think of then was that this makes sense. This is why all these DAs are not prosecuting anything, because they can falsely put out these statistics where it looks like there isn't any crime because there's nobody getting prosecuted for all the crimes that are being committed. What do you think about that? That's, that's definitely something that they do because they will paint a picture using these statistics to be like, Hey, we're, we're totally fine. We don't need like there's, so if, if somebody says, Hey, there's a problem with crime, she'll say, well, no, there's not look at those. So it, it justifies the lack of prosecution. It's like a, 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 vicious, a vicious cycle. You don't prosecute things that need to be prosecuted. Therefore, the city is more violent. And because you're not prosecuting anything, it appears like the city is not violent. So that that's definitely what they do. Hmm. Okay. And now for the guns. <laughs> you know, we got our gun freeze up here. And, you know, they're just salivating about that in uh, the White House. And, well, all the other Democrats are, too. I've never owned a gun in my life. 
but I'm telling everybody, hang on to them at all costs. Everybody just do not give them up. Fight this like crazy. And um, they're, they're using a tragedy. Like this shooting in Texas, in my opinion, is like a, it's like a plane crash. They've had shootings all over the place. They've had all these kids get killed. You know, like you could mention like the one killed in the drive-thru. You've had kids killed after that um, in uh, all these demonstrations that have gone by. Then there's just in neighborhoods, kids sitting at uh, kitchen tables doing homework, getting killed, and, and nobody gives a crap. So suddenly they, kill, they, they care because there's a whole bunch of them killed at once. I don't buy it. Like, why were they not, did those other kids' lives not care? Like, they didn't matter at all. They, they should have gone in there. Nobody wants to say the real problem out loud, and it's not the gun, it's the idiot pulling the trigger. And most of them are, who are problems, are these gangs. Nobody's got the guts to go in after these gangs. And the sooner somebody stands up and says, like, who's going to have, Who's going to grow a set and go in there and say we got to clean this out? That's the only way that they're going to do this. I don't know why nobody has ever mentioned it before. It's absolutely ridiculous, and uh, too, I've taken up too much time. Quick shout out to Sonia Scrapbook. She's wonderful. I'll uh, talk to you later. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks Bye. for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, they don't want to talk about the gang violence and all that kind of stuff because that that goes against the narrative. The narrative is. Oh, it's the, it's the gun that did it. It's the it's the nine millimeter ammunition that did it. That's that's the narrative that they would like to push. Although in reality, that's not really the case. You know, the the, the reality is different than what they say. Now I went through you the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. This is Tammy. All right. Can you hear going? me? I hear you well. What's going on? Okay, um, I was just listening to one of your callers talk about um, the gun shoot, the gun, you know, the shootings and stuff. And a while back, um, where I'm from, they had a shooting, a school shooting. And the kid, I think he was like an 18-year-old senior or something. He shot the principal and the resource officer. The resource officer shot him because he was armed. And he stopped him from killing any of the kids in the school. In Olathe, Kansas, O-L-A-T-H-E, Kansas, and they did not report that that uh, that the resource officer was armed on the news, like when it got to like you know the big news, and um, so yeah, they didn't want to report that, but yeah, we had a shooting and it stopped that kid from shooting anyone else, and both the principal and the resource officer lived to tell the tale, and they stopped the news from going out. That, that's terrible because we need to have stories like that out there because it, it just it just shows that when people are armed and they're able to stop threats, when they're able to stop violence, they have a high chance of doing it, and it happens. But, of course, the, the bigger yep. narrative is, you know, uh, we got to get rid of the guns. The guns are the problem. Guns are bad. That, that's the general issue. Yeah, they did, that's why they didn't want that, that news to go out because, you know, it, it's, a, it's not their narrative. So... Anyway, I will. Uh, I don't want to keep you. I just wanted to let your your callers know that, and you can look it up. Uh, Olathe, Kansas. It was a few months back. So, um, anyway, have a good evening. Thank you for your call. Appreciate you. All right. Bye bye.
Yeah, it's crazy how they do, ain't it? It's, it's totally crazy how they do, but we can't necessarily say that. We, we can't say we're surprised, can we? I, I don't. I don't think that we can. I don't. I don't think we can say we're surprised at all, because that's just kind of what goes on. Unfortunately, that's just what it is. All right. Eight one eight. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Mike in California. All right, man. What's going on? I wanted to comment about when everybody's looking at just the price of gas, oil is a component in lots of manufacturing, medications, clothing, like everything around us. I mean, that's that's a really good point. So just gas at the pump, that's just one small piece of the whole thing as far as the how the gas prices would affect somebody. Basically what I'm saying is, and then you go to the gas pump, you're paying more in your car. Okay. That's one piece. But then what about once you go to the grocery store and you have to buy things that were shipped from point A to point B, it costs money to do that because you got to fly it. You got to put it on the boat or train a truck. That's all going to cost more. And like you said, medications, clothing, plastics, everything's going to cost more as a result of that raw product that was put into it from the beginning to create it. It affects everything. That's, that's going to further worsen the inflation. I just think the de- Democrats are just such a disappointment in their thinking and understanding. And I, I think they do understand, but just, I, I don't know, and know any other term, but just liars. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good term to use. That's, I would use that term. It makes, it's, it fit, it's fitting. Well, ABL, thank you for what you do, and thank you for this channel, and always great Saturday nights. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate it. Bye. All right. Great call, but that will be a wrap. I'm at the end of the show. Thank you all for being here. I couldn't do it without you. If you, if you couldn't get on, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. You got to blend the white man, but you guys have been great. I'll be back live again on Wednesday, of course, from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern. And I'm always here throughout the week doing pre-recorded videos if I got stories. If you got any tips for stories, anything you want me to cover, you can send me an email at contact at anthonyblogan.com. If you didn't catch that or you can't write it down, please go to the website. And all my links will be in the description box. But go to anthonyblogan.com. It's right there. And we got a super chat to read right quick. And after we get done with those, that'll be a wrap. So let's go to, let's see, where did I leave off? Thank you to Mike Fortner who says, I work at a nursing home as a maintenance man. And this winter I stood outside of the administration office showing her my breath through the mask. Exactly. If you can see the breath through the mask, you know, in the wintertime, I mean, you're, you're not stopping no virus from getting through there and you're not preventing it from leaving, leaving either. Um, Shout out to Fat Planet, P-H-A-T Planet, who says, notice the narrative is all about guns, not gas, not ridiculous mask mandates and lockdowns, not the economy. The right needs to stay on message. Thank you to Joe Raider 84 who says, ABL, what's your favorite conspiracy theory? The moon landing. Did it, did it land on the moon? Did, did it bring like a bell when they landed on it? Is it artificial? Like the, the moon in general, is it artificial? Did it land on it? Does it ring like a bell? What's on the other side? Why does it only rotate one way? Give me all that story. Give me, give me that story right there. That's what I want to know. Tell me the truth about the moon. Okay. I saw a movie 
I don't know where I was at when I saw this movie. I might have been on the plane. I don't know where I was, but it was a movie about how the moon is actually artificial and you can fly planes in it. I, I don't know what movie that was, but you guys probably know what I'm talking about. It was a pretty good movie, too. I kind of enjoyed it. I was like, okay, this turned out to be all right. Yeah, it was like some kind of, oh, the movie, it was like they were in the future and I think humans had left Earth or something and they had some type of uh, artificial intelligence that they brought with them to prevent any kind of wars from breaking out. But then the AI became sentient and turned against them and then it chased them away. And I think they created the moon as a place of refuge. It was something like that. Moonfall, there you go. That's what it was. I saw that on the plane. That's right. Moonfall. Um, who was in that? Was it was it Holly Berry or somebody? I don't know. Moonfall. Um, yeah, Holly Berry was in that. Yep, Patrick Wilson, all these people. It it kinda it kinda had like a little bit of low budget vibes, in my in my opinion, but it was good. I, I enjoyed it. It was a good plane movie. All right. Shout out to Herman and German, who says Oh, I'm, I'm skipping a few, pardon me. Uh, thank you to Effort Ranger Xbox who says, you in vehicles means foreign troops will be taking American guns away. Thank you to Joe Rider 84 who says, ABO, are you a fan of Archie Bunker? I don't know a lot about Archie Bunker. All I know is, oh, Archie. I don't know. I never really watched the show, so I, I don't really know a lot about Archie Bunker. I just seen little clips here and there. Uh, Joe Rider 84 says, ABO, already read that one. Thank you to Herman and German who says, I shot a groundhog in my garden today with a nine. Blew the lung out of the body. <laughs> right, shout, shout out to Joe Biden for that one. Thank you to Georgia Peach who says, I know you like Kemp, but can you explain why he's considered to be better to vote for in your opinion? Just more electable. It's kind of hard to explain. He's already the incumbent and people, he, he was doing a good job as the incumbent. So it's like, okay, if he's doing a good job now, what's the point in voting him out? I don't understand. Why vote for Purdue instead? I don't see why Purdue would be a better choice than Brian Kemp. Thank you to Jamie Fain who says, guns don't kill people, people kill people. My gun saved my life. The police officers that showed up and helped me so much, I backed the blue. Well, thank you for that. That's a, that's a great testimony, and I'm glad you had your gun on you. I'm glad you're here today with us. And thank you to Gerald Allen for your donation. I appreciate you as well. And that will be a wrap for me. Thank you to all you guys here for doing what you do. Couldn't do it without you. I'll be back live again, like I said, on Wednesday. I'm here every Wednesday and Saturday night from 8 p.m. Eastern to 11 p.m. Eastern. But that'll be a wrap. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.